It's time for the... This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash roosterteeth. How's everyone doing? Welcome to podcast number 175. 175. You're a dubstep host in here. We got a... Right now, it's Gus, Miles, and Bernie in here. Yeah! Keeping it real. I am so happy. I have to give a big, fat thank you to everybody who went to Comic-Con this year and made it so I did not have to go to Comic-Con this year. I thought year. you were give them a big, fat something else. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> but if not for that, this podcast would have started with a gigantic yawn because, man, that was a run of conventions that we did in live events. Yes. The, the capper of which, at least for us, the capper of which, Gus... Was RTX. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's weird. I guess we haven't had really a podcast since then. I guess we recorded one at the event. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> you seem confused about yeah, this. I'm, I'm <laughs> this is totally normal. I'm totally confused. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, so RTX, you're saying that because it seems like a long time ago that we yeah. had RTX, but... It, it was, yeah, a week ago. It was one podcast a over a week ago. ago. Yeah, yeah, last podcast. Jesus. And the last one, we did a live-streamed version of the audience-attended podcast. D- did you listen to that? It was really interesting to listen to. Yeah. Hearing the uh, people laugh and... Well, I read and, the comments or, or not laugh. Was was the yeah. <laughs> Too bad you didn't save your Garfield joke for the live people, audience. People like the Garfield oh, joke. God. I got plenty of people defending me on Twitter people about that. People love watching you bomb with that <laughs> fucking awful joke. I was in Australia... And I thought it was so awkward. I could feel the awkwardness all the way from across the world. God. I also love that you were just like, whenever you have a bomb joke, Gus, you just want to get away from yeah, it. <laughs> you know, because nor- normally what I do is I just cut it. Whenever, I don't know if you've ever noticed that in the past. If I tell a joke that's awful and gets no reception, it gets cut. Yeah, you but now, a bitch. now no. that Lindsay's doing it, she doesn't cut it. No, Lindsay just leaves it in there. I'm going to bring Lindsay in here. Let's talk to her about her cutting process. Um, so so the recording in front of an audience was really interesting um i felt like it, it was definitely different like i think some people i don't know it, it was just weird i felt like we were having to react to people being there more or like i was more aware of the audience it was kind of like a sitcom we had to wait for the shitty laugh track to subside before you keep going <laughs> that's how we look at the audience miles it's a <laughs> shitty laugh track yeah exactly <laughs> you just insulted everyone <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, audience. Miles is filling in for Jack on this podcast, apparently. Oh, uh, what's up, guys? Let me <laughs> tell you up, about internet? my flashlight. Oh, this sucks. All right, hey, where, where's Jack today? How come he's not here? Because I know he's back in the office. I forgot that he wouldn't be here. I forgot that he would be back in time, so yeah. I, I booked Miles. Take that, <laughs> Jack. What's up? Is that what happened? Your people, once you were booked, you were locked in, and that's it? That's I just it? happened to be writing in here. He goes, what are you doing here? Uh, I'll be on the podcast. I'll be honest. Okay. I thought he was Bernie. 
He was in the conference room with Three his laptop writing. People. I was like, hey, are you doing the podcast? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, it's Miles, isn't it? <laughs> so now you're committed? You guys are starting to look a lot alike. I don't know if y'all have noticed that. People keep telling me that. I don't know if they tell you that, No, Miles. I get that, too. I, uh, Joel says I can't wear, uh, like, flannel shirts or something like that because I'll look like you or something like that. I'm getting fucking sick of Joel. Can I tell you? I'm just I'm <laughs> sick of Joel because Joel constantly prods me. All the time. He's making fun of me all the time. But when I poke fun of Joel back, he can't take it. Oh, no. Don't don't ask me about the Higgs boson <laughs> after that last podcast. <laughs> Jesus. He just can't He just can't take He's it. He's supposed to be here right now. He said he would be here. I have no idea where he is. He's not in his office. I called him. I texted him. No, Joel, let's just start talking Joel, shit about Joel him. him. Now's our chance. You, we're throwing you under the fucking bus. Not hard. Not hard. So did you feel weird? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I keep going back to it. <laughs> Doing the podcast in front of people. I felt like there, there was a different rhythm to it almost. Well, we also took questions, which yeah. is a little different. I mean, not everyone has been to a Rushi panel, but it's just basically like the podcast where I, but an audience <laughs> member gets the microphone for about 30 seconds. Yeah. And then once that spotlight swings around and hit, hits you, that spotlight can burn pretty bright. Yeah. You know, when we, we, we focus on you because we don't care if you came all the way from, you know, upstate New York. We're still going to fucking make fun of you. <laughs> you're on our show now, bitch. Yeah. You're part of the process. Yeah, I freeze. Right. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay just, Tuggy just joined us. Hey, Lindsay, we're in here bitching about the fact that you don't cut some of the stuff we want to get cut out of the editing process. Well, like my bad jokes. Oh, hold on. Let me turn, let me turn your volume up. All right, yeah. there. There you go. Give her a pair of headphones. Or just sit there. Switch. Sit over here. Switch. So, Lindsay Tuggy is joining us. She is Hello. the lovely young lady who edits the podcast between when we record it and when we put it out. Yes. What's the, what is so? What is the big thing you edit out of the podcast? What's your process? Let's see. This aside from listening to Pandora on a low level, which I got yelled at for. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> she listens to Pandora while she cuts the podcast. It's at a very very low level. Like I, it's w- not I, w- I wonder why stuff doesn't get cut that we want cut. Could it be that you're listening to something else? That's not true. <laughs> How do you listen to two things at once? That would drive me crazy. I don't know. I guess she's got two years. Duh. Oh yeah. Sure. I fall. Is that one of your great jokes that we're not going to cut out of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be boost volume at that point. <laughs> she has much. Uh, can you get a plus 12 gain on that, please? Got to insert, like, the crickets, get, like, a little soundboard going. <laughs> Fuck, we have enough of them here. We don't need to insert anything. Cue siren clip. It is, I mean, it, it's a hard thing to do to edit what is typically about, what, an hour and 15-minute podcast every single week. Mm-hmm. And then she has to go in and insert all the links for the link dump because they're embedded in the MP4, 5, M4A. What is it? M4A. M4A. Yeah, MP3s don't have any of the embeddings. Fuck, they got to stop making four. Formats, they just got to call it MP3, but just add new things to it. Like, this MP- is MP3 2. <laughs> no, no. Like, this MP3-P-O. is just the current version of MP3. I mean, how many different audio formats have there been over the know. course of the internet's history, Gus? I don't know. Do you remember the first one I remember finding and interacting with was a .au file. Do you yeah. remember those? I think that's a Sun Microsystems audio file. It is, no, it's a Sun Microsystems file. Oh, it's not from Australia. No, it's not foreign? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the first one I encountered. It's basically just Paul Hogan reading everything to you as Crocodile Dundee. That's awesome. ev- everything on the internet. That's not a site. There have been so many. But listen... I don't know what it is. Like I don't try not to think of myself as like one of those people who's brand loyal or anything like that. But there are certain formats that I just categorically hate. I just I'm not doing I'm not messing with them. Like, like what? I agree. Like for for audio, it's AIFF. For some reason, whatever that reason is, I just see that format. And I'm like that sucks. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're awesome. Eighth, you're you're not like that? No, they're great. I, I like that, but I like eighth. Okay, but what's the ones you hate then? Like AU. Oh, I hate AU. <laughs> hate AU so much. Um, I'm not with images. Like, it seems like we're in an era now 
where we have to use .png files. PNGs we, are the we best. have talked about PNGs, especially Miles knows as an yes. animator. Like that is the best because it wears, it can fit in anything. It can fit in Final Cut, and I can layer it over a bunch of shit, or you can toss no. it in Photoshop. You're, and be awesome you're, with it. you're in Tiff's house, baby. Just <laughs> <laughs> step back. I fucking hate Tiff's too. I just want to use JPEGs. That's it. Yeah, okay, but I like her treats. I've heard it's a it's a lossy treats. format when you're working. You know, in production, you'd have something yeah. that's lossless. It's going the fucking internet. Who cares? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I mean, seriously, a lossy <laughs> format? You all like that. When you're yeah, working like, on... that red versus blue's on the internet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, we use JPEG impression for our videos. <laughs> Man, do you remember when we started red versus blue? I do. And we had to host all the files ourselves? Yeah, that sucked. Do you know one of the biggest cost savings in the history of the company is when just randomly one day Adobe decided to turn Flash into a video codec? And they put that out because our files went from like a postage stamp size video Bing. that was about... 90 megs for a minute and a half. Now we can do four or five minutes for like 18 meg, yeah. 25 meg. It's, it's awesome. So like, even though our show is getting more and more popular, it's like all of a sudden our bandwidth bill just dropped through the floor. It's a big deal. Yeah. Especially before YouTube when it's we had to pay off. for all that stuff. Yeah. And now Flash is going away. Is it? Yeah. Well, what's the, what's the MP4? Yeah. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> just new format. I don't want to fucking it's keep progress. Up. You liked when Flash got introduced. Okay. You liked the new format. It is true, but also video codecs are like one of those things now. We're losing parts of the internet, and the internet is supposed to be a self-documenting, like self-journaling entity. And so it's like when you go back to look at something and either HTML formats change, Gus, mm-hmm. or video formats change, you can't get those codecs anymore. Uh, you can for the most part. You're going to get the Cinepack codec by Radius? Where are you going to get that thing? Come on. Who don't ever post shit on the internet with the Cinepack? They did back in 2001. This oh. is the nerdiest fucking I conversation I've ever heard They're speaking Chinese every other person. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I mean, the internet is essentially one enormous back catalog. And it is cool to go back and see stuff. Until someone doesn't pay their fucking hosting bill and their site's offline. <laughs> there you go. Or the HTML format changed and the browser can't read the, the page or it looks, you know, yeah, it looks Have you gone up. back to an old site that you watched, like, before and you're like, what the hell? This is totally different. Like, something you used to love. I went to Ebom's World recently. That was weird. Pokemon um, website. Uh, yeah. Space Jam's <laughs> official <laughs> homepage. Oh, my God. Whoa. I think Lindsay just informed us that she used to visit Ebom's Hell, world. yeah. Dude, you used to visit Ebom's world. E-bombs world. Fuck, yeah. People who made content for the internet <laughs> <laughs> because it would just fucking piss us off that those guys would rehost everything that we made. Yeah. And put E bombs world on it. Yeah, and put their yeah, ads on it. That, that's still a business model. There's still fucking sites that do that. Man, where did I what see that? One? Just recently, where funny people job? were stripping that. I mean, the funny news agencies do that. that now. Like CBS, and I shouldn't throw names around. I don't know if CBS <laughs> does that. But uh, yeah, people will take videos and then just strip everything off of it. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be excited because they repost your video and you're getting publicity. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. We got in that fucking stupid ass <laughs> argument with Brandon. Yeah. When that fucking. Shithole website rehosted our uh, Siri video. Right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Motherfucker. I think you just referred to the Huffington Post as a shithole website. (laughs) Shithole. Ariana Huffington. Get off your fucking Blackberry. What is, what is the Huffington Post? I never go there. Hufflepuff it, it's Post. just like a news aggregator. It's just like, it's just what you said. Like, it's like E-Bomb's World, but for news. Oh, okay. And so our Siri video is qualifies as news? Yeah, it's got other yes, sites. it's informative. I it's, learned a lot. Tell me how to be angry at it, though. I don't know how to be angry. Is it like a liberal rag? <laughs> like, if I'm, am I leaning conservative here and like calling it a liberal rag? I, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Okay, good. I just have to know how to hate stuff. It's important for <laughs> you me. you got to know the context. <laughs> I do. Liberal rag. Check. <laughs> Steals content. Check. <laughs> well, it's one of those things. It's Blackberry tough. user. Because it's like it's it's tough to get a video that just goes nuts. You know, we make videos 
all week, all mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. all year, and then occasionally have one that just goes wild and goes Those crazy. Gems. And it's like it's what you know you kind of work towards or get that. And for a lot of people, it's their only video. You know, they yeah. make one that kind That's of your piano cat. It's a one one cat. Wow, <laughs> did I just mess that up? Too many oh, cats today. Man. I had to deal with Joe. You did the uh, vaudeville version of. Keyboard cat. <laughs> <Rectum> piano cat. <laughs> All right. If we're talking about keyboard cat, we got to talk about something that was big in the news this week. I hope it was keyboard cat. Well, keep, well how did you first hear about keyboard cat, Gus? Or was it big? Uh, God, a few years ago. I don't know. I saw Becca tweeted something about it. That's how I heard about it. Well, I first heard about it on Dig.com. Oh. It was a big, it was a big meme right. on Dig. Okay. And I don't know if you guys heard, but Dig.com sold this week. Really? What? Dig, a few years ago... Uh, maybe more than a few years ago at this point, but Dig was it's a site kind of like Reddit, you know, right, it's like right, news right. aggregator like Fark or, or Reddit, and uh, it was the most popular site. Like for us to get a video on the front page of Dig was a big fucking deal, big deal because it meant a lot of traffic. Was, was, it, the, was it a big Dig with, deal? Big with two Gs. <laughs> big, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I gotta say though too, I, I am saying it was a big deal, but. That's the kind of thing you do all the time. It's like you, you know, oh, our site got, or your video got on the front page of Reddit, or our video mm-hmm. got on the front page of Dig, or whatever. It never means as much traffic either as you think it does. Like it's not quite as big a deal. It is a cool marketing thing because you have a lot of people outside commenting on it, and discovering mm-hmm. something for the first time. But it really doesn't amount to all that many views. Unless it's, it's on Reddit, you get a lot of karma. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I mean, upboats everywhere. Or a, lot, know, as a, or a lot of rumors. That are as concerned. a website that actually has karma that counts for something, it's kind of weird that people chase all that karma on Reddit. It, it is weird. I don't really get that. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I say I don't understand why, why people like karma, but then if, like, I post something, I get a bunch of downvotes, so I, I suddenly just feel really bad. Really? Yeah. I just don't give a shit. I got down, I got, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm, like, that's what I'm str- going for. Downvote me, bitch. <laughs> See, that's a, that, once again, that fear of rejection crops up again. Here, <laughs> gun wild, here I come. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, let's come back. Let's come back to that second. I want to. I want to. I'm make a note here. I gotta know what the motivation is behind gone wild posts. What the motivation is? is, Hey, people, look at me. Tell me I'm pretty. That's the motivation behind people posting on gone wild. We said we're going back to that. (laughs) Miles, like, I'm not waiting. I'm jumping right into this. But Dig.com sold this week, and they sold for five hundred thousand dollars. And about three years ago, maybe a little more at this point. They were in talks to be purchased by Google for $200 million. Damn. So it is a classic example of the window. Just for clarification, I saw an Ars Technica article that said that $500,000 was not the actual total aggregate price. That was for a portion of Dig.com. That was bought by... Some weird investment company. Right, like the internet startup, they're going right. to merge it with news.me? Right, something fucked up. It sounds really like good. I'm really excited about that. When you combine all of the different assets that were purchased, the final total price for everything put together was about $16 million. And at well, one point being worth about $200 million, speculative. Yeah, it's still a huge still. difference. And I think that if you look at them, like there's, I think it's TechCrunch, that if you ever look up a site, they also tell you all their... Funding they've gotten because mm-hmm. a lot of these a lot of these sites are funded by venture capitalists where they go through rounds of funding. And I think Dig was up to like twenty eight million dollars in venture capital funding. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people always, you know, I mean, essentially people get really excited about that. They go, "Wow, this company raised you know eight million dollars in this round of financing." Whoa, but, oh wow, Carrie oh, just showed up with four beers. No, my favorite person right mind. now. Say hi, Kara. So what happens in that Thanks case? Beer. So have a seat, Kara. <laughs> So, like, let's say I'm a venture capitalist. I step in. I give Dig $28 million. They sell for a total of 16 Am I shit out of luck? Do I lose $12 million? Well, yeah. I mean, the money's gone. Is it like, they didn't... 
I don't think so. Yes. Oh, don't use your teeth they, they, on the beer bottle. They don't get a cut of advertising during the run? Like, they don't get any revenue? Oh, I'm sure it's all different. I'm sure it's all different, but I don't think Dig ever approached profitability in the mm. entire time it ran. Like, even when it's in it's heyday, it was approaching profitability. Wow. I mean, they were... I, I, I don't know. This is total speculation. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, sorry, God. Oh, my God! Kara just took off a beer bottle cap with her tongue. Well, with her tongue. <laughs> my brain is gone. Oh. Wow. wow. That was still intimidating. I should take a watch. picture of that She was staring cap. right at me, too. That was so intimidating. Look at she in that bottle cap with her teeth. What the... All right, here, uh, Lindsay, I'm going to give this to you. Thanks. The other thing we're supposed to do is we're supposed to I give Lindsay... <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but I liked it. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> what are you wearing? A shirt? No, on your face. What did you get? What is that? Don't. It's a ring. Did you get engaged? <laughs> no, I'm not engaged. Well, what, 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 you're, you're wearing a fucking engagement ring. <laughs> you're wearing a an engagement ring. It was a gift. It's a promise. It's ring. on the ring. It's on the <laughs> finger. There's one finger. You don't. Do you have anything on that? We're talking to Lindsay, by the way, here. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? So what's going on with that? I just noticed that. I was given this a long time ago. Sure, you were. Mis- I'm serious. By that Mr. Jones next door. That's why I bit it. Uh, can you bite it? Yeah. Someone no, needs to take a video. Help. Someone needs to take a video of her doing that. All right, hold on. Let me, yeah. take, a, let me take a video. <laughs> hey, of welcome, Kara. guys. This is Kara. Nice to see y'all. Thanks for the intro. Bite it. <laughs> Sorry, we're too busy biting the bottle caps off of beer. <laughs> like no one thinks I can do it. Texas. All right, hold on. Here we go. Oh God. We gotta have a video going here. Okay, here we go. Here's yeah. a video. Okay, I'll get this. close to the mic. Oh, no, I'm gonna get the background. The Gears of War bust. That we're oh. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. All right, I'll do it. Oh. Nice. Oh my god. Oh, that's god. impressive. <laughs> that's disgusting. Shark. Sure. Wow. That made me cringe. How did you Thank learn you. that you could do that? Uh, it's really not hard. I think I just tried one time and I was like, "Let me guess, you were drunk." <laughs> Probably. Oh god, don't do <laughs> that. Ah! Oh. Here, no, don't. You're gonna hurt Jeez. yourself. Well, you don't tell me that. that. I'm gonna embarrass <laughs> me. Well, you have to know how to do She's it. She's like, put it down, old man. Yeah, Brian can't do it. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't look. Do you do that at parties? I can also. I, yep. I can open a beer with a set of keys, though. I don't need to waste my beautiful. Teeth can you open on that. it with your belly button? You, you know, you're gonna. You have beautiful teeth, Carrie. I hate to see you with a big crack too. You look like a hockey player. Oh, thanks. Hey, no, you go. Be good. No, I said I don't want you to do it. Oh. <laughs> All right, so. Promise obviously, ring. obviously, with this dig discussion, <laughs> people were all over, you know, like, oh, ha you know, dig didn't yeah. sell for enough money, oh. and they're they're comparing it to Reddit a lot because Reddit, you know, went into vogue as dig was falling out of favor. But there's the other, there's a flip side to this as well. It's like, yeah, Reddit's really popular. What people don't realize is that the window works on both sides of like when is the prime time to like get out of this company or sell the company or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can make the argument that Reddit sold too soon. They sold the Condé Nast in, I think, like, 2008. Yeah. Do you, do you, wow. Miles, do you even know who Condé Nast is? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea. No. See, Condé Nast. <laughs> it's a huge publishing company. The Condé Nast Traveler, right, is the okay. big, like... I think... The, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, one, that's okay. one of their magazines. They, they publish a lot of periodicals. I want to say it's a $7 yeah. billion dollar a year company. Yeah. And the, the owners of I'm Reddit... Listening. Reportedly sold for about six to seven million dollars in 2008, and now Reddit's worth about 190, 200 million. Damn. So there's there's two flip sides of this. I mean, it's like you know you can sell at the right time and miss your window, or you sell too early and you watch your thing just grow. It's like yeah. Yeah. the guys who sold MySpace. Right. They they fucking hit it dead on. You know, I'm friends with that guy, Tom, on MySpace. Yeah. Well, we're all <laughs> friends with that guy. <laughs> I should write to him and ask him. Does that mean I can private message Tom and I, ask him how things are going? I remember after MySpace sold for five hundred million, and then I think Yahoo off was trying to buy Facebook for two billion dollars, and Mike Zuckerberg turned him down. I thought that is the dumbest guy in the world. Yeah, MySpace was bought for five hundred million dollars by Fox. Yeah, and it was like, what? 
$500 million from MySpace? It seemed ridiculous, half mm-hmm. a billion dollars. And then Mark Zuckerberg made the comment that he wouldn't sell Facebook. Facebook was, was worth at least a billion. Everybody's like, shut up, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure enough, he turned out to be right. Yeah. You know? And he yeah. turned down $2 billion, and now uh, it's worth what? Oh, a uh, hundred billion, I believe. 100? Jesus! Wow. We uh, I don't know if you remember this, but a dollar friend. No. After, <laughs> after Facebook turned down the two billion dollar acquisition offer, we wrote Rooster Teeth wrote and distributed a press release, right, saying we would entertain any buyout offers for two billion dollars. Anybody who's interested in buying a social network, we're not dicks. Yeah, we would be totally cool about it. We're not like Facebook. We'll yep. sell you our company for two billion dollars. Oh, we won't embarrass you in the news and say no. We're not. We're not going to take your offer. Sadly, nobody took the offer. It was sad. It was a really sad day. I, I had already priced out the MyBox that I wanted and everything. <laughs> there was this dude in Nigeria, though, who, like, <laughs> oh, like the way to get the check seemed a little difficult. All right, here, I'm going to read this real fast. Uh, just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> for, a free, for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash roosterteeth. That's audiblepodcast.com slash roosterteeth. Why'd y'all laugh? Okay, I want another bottle with the teeth. Nice. Y'all need a bottle of beer. Oh, oh my God. God. Have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? I, I, read, the, I read a free excerpt that you can see on Amazon. <laughs> Let me guess. How Was it racy? Yeah. Okay. But it was it was really weird, and and I, I realized why afterwards. Um, I guess the author is British, but she was writing American characters. Oh. Okay. So every now and then there'd be a weird thing, like an American would refer to an elevator as a lift, or you know oh. something like that. They would a stop torch it. is a flashlight. Yeah, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> they would stop mid-sex to eat cheeseburgers. Basically, is that when you go get Gavin? You're like, Gavin, what does this say? Tell me, please. Is this hot? I don't know. <laughs> Well, where is Gavin? Gavin Gavin's coming back. So Gavin comes back today? I believe that Gavin is on a plane right now coming back from the UK. Nice. And while he was there, I know he shot some more Slow Mo Guys stuff. Yeah. So if you're a Slow Mo Guys fan, you should expect to see even more in the future. He shoots a lot at once. Like, he shoots, like, ten episodes in a week. You know, maybe potentially even more. Yeah, he was telling us that he and his... I cannot remember his friend's name. I'm yeah. sorry. Thank you. He says that uh, they both just get together one afternoon and we'll film like 10 episodes at a time. Just like, why the hell not? Let's just spend two hours <laughs> and do awesome. this. Yeah. So what do you want to film some motion today? <laughs> oh, my cat running know. up this fence. <laughs> what should we explode today? It really is awesome to have a camera that when you point it at something, it just makes it awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we're going to film the gutter pouring rain down the curb and it's going to look like the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good investment in a piece of equipment. I don't own any pieces of equipment that are like that. Those, those things are fucking expensive, though. I feel like there's a yeah, flip side, are. though. There's some things that you could film that's like are just a million times worse in slow motion. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to throw out any like, examples. Like, no, 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 no. People walking. Uh, you have yeah, to. Like, a... like vomiting. Oh! <laughs> I gotta see it now. <laughs> no, you don't. Gavin, get on that right now. <laughs> I gotta see Kara opening a beer bottle in slow motion. <laughs> they put in that awesome slow motion music that they do in every video the dude like falling out of 6th street bars you get to see like the horror in the face of his friends did I ever tell you when I was in Amsterdam I saw someone thrown out of a bar like in a cartoon Someone Wait, with his pants, like the, yeah, the, the bouncer picked him up by the collar of his shirt and the belt. I'm like, what? Yeah, he came out into the street. He landed on his chest, and the guy, just like a cartoon, stood up, dusted himself off, and then kept walking down the street. 
So one of these days I want to see a fight that escalates to such a level that it creates a small dust cloud where I can only see like fists and legs yeah. coming out. That's what, that's what I want to see in life. That shoe's winning. <laughs> Then he was hit by lightning. He was just like a black cinder with eyes, and that was it. So, but his, his eyeballs stay behind. That's it. And they blink once. Is it before or after he gets hit with that anvil that comes out? Yeah. Right. Oh, it's after. It's after. You got to finish with the lightning. So does it, that must be a bouncer's dream. It's like my friend. <laughs> I'm prepared for this. I'm yes, just going to chuck I'm this guy ready. out of the street. Like he updates his Twitter. He's like, finally tossed some asshole out of the bar. Hashtag awesome. <laughs> Do you know why he was tossed out? No, I, I was not in that bar. Like I had just, I had just gotten Amsterdam. I just walked up the train. I was like, oh look. There's where the red light district. All the bars are there. Let's walk over there. I started walking. It was like the first thing I saw at the very first bar on the edge of the red light district was some dude getting thrown out oh, by his beautiful. collar and belt. Red light the best part of that story is, is Gus is right off the train straight to the red light district. No hotel. Listen, where else are you going to go? Honestly, I, when, I, when I went... <laughs> Check in. You don't no, 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 no. When, I went to, when I went to Amsterdam, I don't know if you know this part of the story, um, I was in London with Jason and Joel, actually. And uh, we had some time between our events that we were there for. Uh, we had like four days to kill. So we were like, let's go down to the train station and go to Amsterdam. Joel was like, no, not going to Amsterdam. Of course. So fine. So Jason and I go to Amsterdam. We, we literally had the idea, walked straight to the train station, had no luggage, had no hotel waiting for us in Amsterdam. And we're like, we'll just figure it out when we get there. <laughs> so I, I got there, that. walked That's to the red light district, but had nothing. We were like, if worse comes to worse, we'll sleep in the train station. Yeah. If worse comes to worse. <laughs> That's not the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if worse comes to worse, I might have been doing some awful things. Have but you seen <laughs> Taken, Gus? Leave me and we'll find you. We had, we had no plans. We just showed up. <laughs> just had fun. If worse comes to worse, you're behind one of those windows trying to earn money. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Dude, they, 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 I used to work for that guy. Man I, I, I guarantee you I would not have been on the main avenue. I'd have been like in the, <laughs> the side alley with side the old ladies. Would you have tassels? Yeah. It's like those moments where you have to like, wow, that girl looks just like Angelina Jolie. Wait a minute. Girl? Great girl? It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> you guys ever been to Amsterdam or no, anything like that? I get out much. Uh, it's pretty France interesting. Germany. You know, they're cutting down on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I think uh, I read that it's going to be illegal for non-citizens to... Do drugs in the red light district? Right? I heard about they're that. doing drug crackdowns. Yeah, that some rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is correct. Like only their citizens are responsible enough to do drugs. <laughs> right. That's true. Well, it's probably true. Well, I think the big deal is that their citizens understand the laws. Yeah. And right. when they take mushrooms and dive into a canal and die, their family doesn't sue. You know. Right. And they're like, well, yeah. he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just embarrassed by it. I remember when I was in Japan just recently. We were under a bridge, and there was all these kind of uniform boxes, mm-hmm. and some of them had feet kind of sticking out of them, what like someone laying down. And I, we had a guy that was taking us around, someone we knew there. And I, I asked her, I said, what are, what's the, all these, like, little boxes, con- construction here? She goes, oh, that's where homeless people go. When they're homeless, they go there so that you don't have to see them being homeless because they're, they're ashamed Whoa. by it. I was like... Yeah, we can use, <laughs> yeah. use a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's not in America. Nobody's yeah. ashamed yeah. of homeless. That makes sense, though. They're yeah. all about honor still. Like, a lot of yeah, well, here not we're racist. Of the road, but, you know. I feel like they're more honorable here than, I get, well, there than here. I feel like here we're just like, whatever, we don't give a shit. We're yeah. on pants low. No, people fake homelessness <laughs> just to get some money yeah. on the side of the street. It's like, you I believe that? Karen, do you believe that? That people are like on the side of the street? I, saw, I, know, I, I know for a fact. <laughs> I saw a guy one time, this was about two years ago in Austin, and I was uh-huh. sitting in traffic waiting on a light, and I literally saw this older man get out of a car with a cardboard sign 
and put on, took off like his nicer kind of like button down shirt, put on this raggedy one, walks up to the corner, sits down, and then just pulls up the sign. And I'm looking like, did I really just see that? Did I really just see that? (laughs) Must train. Like, come on, you can get a better job. Are you sure he didn't just come from a job interview? Like, the the halfway house didn't give him a ride and he's not taking care of his clean shirt? Gus, when do you get people with that one? That's what I get Kara. Of course, all right. Carousel man started spitting bottle caps at people. (laughs) Wasn't there that famous homeless person in New York? It was a lady who they found out she was actually worth like a couple billion or something, or million, I'm sorry, because she had like saved up over years and years and years, and that's all she did was be homeless. I think that's a welfare case, actually. Like she was called the, yeah, she had a, like, it was almost like a pyramid scheme, but with welfare within one family. They just Whoa. had an enormous amount of social services coming into this one household. Crazy. And it was a ridiculous amount of money. But did you guys hear about the, um, there's a homeless guy, <laughs> stopping when this sounds illegal. There's a homeless guy <laughs> in Austin who is doing aggressive panhandling, mm-hmm. is what they're calling it, uh-huh. where he'll get in your car. No. And they can tell you to give him money. And then he wants money. He usually wants about five dollars. And if people don't have money, he says, "Well, then why don't we just go to an ATM mm-hmm. and you get money?" And I'm people all take out of money, him. but here's a shotgun shell, bitch. What? Yeah, people take him to an ATM, car. and they're just calling it. They're calling that aggressive panhandling. They're not calling that mugging. I call no, it fucking no. horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like kind of breaking your memory? Don't, like, yeah, don't, like like, don't yeah. people lock their car doors? Don't most cars automatically lock as soon as you put them in drive? Not mine. People in weird social situations will make bad decisions. Like if the guy knocks, they might open their door. There's a. They're not turn out good. They're trying to find the article. There's, there's no a positive outcome come from that. Quit, quit hitting the fucking table. <laughs> we want more. What are you gonna do, guys? Look at this. What are you gonna do? She's fronting now. She's like, it's a couple of bottle caps in her, and she'll save anything. You know, there's one guy. There's one homeless person in town who hangs out in the area where I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his name is Nathan. Oh, and he's cute. a blind dude. Yeah. Or, like, partially blind. And he walks around with, a you know, the cane. Yeah. And uh, he always acts like he's lost. He's like, where am I? I don't know. And then he gets he guilts people into giving him a trip to go get a new cane or something. What's this guy look like? Interesting. He's like a tall black dude. He's probably oh, wait, like, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he did the same thing. Yeah, he says, like, oh, I just need <laughs> oh a couple God. dollars to go get a new cane for I, the tech school for the blind. He, he gets a few dollars from you. He asks you to take you. Ask you to take him to Texas School for the Blind. <laughs> then on the way, it's like, no way, and he stopped by my friend's house first. Miles is reliving all of this, like, holy oh my shit. God. I'm really honest, I felt really bad about this. One time he ran into me, and he gave me that whole spiel. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going. But, like, I, I, I've run into people like that before, and I, I'm going to be honest. I, feel, I still feel bad about this, even though I think he was trying to, you know, get my money. But I slowly started to walk away <laughs> mid-sentence to see if he was, like, really blind. It's like, it's like, like, see that <laughs> I, felt, I just kind of like slowly tiptoed away yeah. mid sentence. Dude, you're like, a scum. <laughs> 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 I felt so bad, and I was like, I thought there was a kind, caring kind of person here. Where'd he go? Bit, right? I, I can see well, that. Once he gets the money, he take he makes you take him to 12th and Chicago, where he buys crack. He, like he just gets out I of your car. In class, I had to go. I was like, I'm sorry, wow. I just had to go. Wow. No, you, you did the right thing. Don't give that guy money. <laughs> so you're paying for the guy's habit, and you're driving. You're him. driving him there to buy wow. drugs. So wow. you've done yeah. this before, obviously. You know his name and all the information. Yeah. <laughs> you know the intersection? Yeah. We, uh, look at on my neighborhood uh, email list. We talk about it all the time. And sometimes he'll be walking down my street and he'll see me and he'll be like, oh, what street is this? And I said, Nathan, I'm going to go inside and call the police now so you better find somewhere else to go. Oh, Jesus. Gus does not fuck around. I do not fuck around with that guy. 
It makes you feel any better, Miles. A blind guy uh, tapped me on campus with his cane. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in your way. But he did not move around me. He proceeded to try and feel for what was in front of him, which was me. But I was very scared and didn't know how to respond. I was like, ah, ah. So I went with, it's okay. It's me. It's me, man. It's me. It's me. Okay. I'm sure he's like, all right. It's me. I totally got it now. Yeah, I was I was on campus one time. We do, we have a school for the blind and a school for the deaf in yes. Austin. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the big rivals in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> in basketball, what? Could you say like, let's go, like, let's go over like, here at that joke? Let's go over here where that, that joke is. You guys go over there and hang out here with the joke. <laughs> so I I was on the UT campus one time. And I was I was across the street and I saw some blind guy walking and. He crossed a driveway and where the sidewalk goes across the driveway. But uh-huh. in the middle of the driveway was an enormous 18-wheeler trailer uh-huh. that was, like, extending out in the street. So the guy's just walking on his path, which I'm assuming if you're blind and you're in a routine, you walk the same path every day. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it either. They count steps yeah. or something? They have, like, a mental map. Mm-hmm. They're nuts. Yeah. And um, I guess everything else compensates if you lose one of your senses, but... Um, like you said, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, but he was—I could see him. He's just—he's st- just standing there, like at the truck, and he was just sitting perfectly still. And he was just like—I could tell—he was like trying to like take in what this was, like because it's like we're hitting a wall, basically. Where right. are you? And so I walked across the street, and I said, "Are you? Uh, you're trying to figure out what's going on?" He goes, "He goes, yeah." He goes, "Can you can you tell me where I am? Because I don't know where I am. I thought I was in one place, but I'm not." I go, God, "You're probably scary. in the same place." I go, "There's a big 18 wheeler that's just parked here, right, in the way." And so I was like, took his arm and like got him in the right place. But it's one of those things, like. So many people were just walking around him, like it's like and I could tell it was just yeah. one of those social yeah. situations where well, anybody would have liked to have helped him, but they just didn't feel like it was appropriate right. to help yeah. him. And right. they probably didn't feel like it was appropriate to be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. can you guys help me?" What shitty is when you go to help people occasionally and they get really pissed off at you for doing it. They're yeah. like, "I got it, it's okay, I can yeah. do this myself." I'm sorry. Yeah. I, get I apologize. It. Yeah. No, <laughs> what shitty is that I walk them into a fountain. I'm like, "That's a bad deal." Oh no. So I, I got him, but it's like I felt bad because it's like then I started really thinking about it. Did I put him in the place and like get him in the right path? Like right. I yeah. described him where he is. Like oh, we're gonna go to this the stairwell outside mm-hmm. of Welch, which is one of our halls yeah. there. You know, oh, Welch like, doesn't know where that is. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're right near that one red building. Oh, <gasps> what is red? Yeah, that's the thing. Kate was playing the blind person in this. Alright. You were right. capture the character in yeah, that well, one. Well, she's like providing closed caption for differently able people listening to podcasts. It's like she's assisting in some way herself. <laughs> Thank you for your service, Kara. Oh Glad to be here. Glad to help. You, I have to admit, you came in with beer that you opened with your teeth. You, there's nowhere to go from there but down. I mean, it's like. This but down? I think there's nowhere to go from there. I don't know if she brings back more beer. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd still be on her side. But she bangs the table. Yeah. People are banging the table constantly. Okay, let me ask you this, Gus. Lindsay, does it piss you off when Gus gets mad at everybody on the podcast for yelling or banging the table when he doesn't have anything to do with taking out the bangs? What are you so upset about? It doesn't make me mad because I can relate because I'm like, fuck, there's a bump. There's a bump. But then I'm like, would Gus cut out this bump? No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. <laughs> Gus would not be listening to Pandora, and Gus would be cutting every fucking okay. bump. Everybody now, always... beer bottles on the floor. Okay, Gus cannot. What is there, there's a lot of talking over, I will say that. Talking over happens a bit. That I can totally relate with you when you're like, shut up, stop. I'm like, I agree, I don't know who the fuck's talking right now. Yeah, you just gotta get the story out. 
All right. Do you agree with that? Because there's times when the audience tells us they like when people yell over each other. It's fun when you see the clusterfuck, but I guess from an editing standpoint, I'm like, oh my well, god, it just sounds like you're in a one room and you're all fighting. It's <laughs> also fun when it happens occasionally, not when it goes on for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> Speaking of which, where the hell is Joel? We got to get him in here. I don't know. Yeah. I just sent him a bunch of texts. And he was I in the annex. I call him really on speaker. Joel. Call him and put him on speaker. We've been yeah, doing too many like videos did, with Joel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know how it works now. Uh, I'm going to talk, Joel, about, I'm, I'm gonna talk about these things for a second while you try to yes. find Joel. So, I, I don't know if you listened to last week's podcast or not, but we gave away a couple of uh, video game replicas made by Project Triforce. And uh, we still have some more they wanted us to give away to people who listen to the podcast. Can you gangland that, that or is it too ass. heavy? It's pretty heavy. <laughs> For those of you that um, Gus is. So, what is that weapon called? Oh, so Gears of War. This, this is, is a snub pistol oh from the Gears of War franchise, <laughs> and it's fucking heavy, but it looks really, really cool. Kara's intimidating with this gun. So, we're going to have. Kara, she's got some guns. Look at that. Guns with the guns. Look at that. Wait a second. Wait, hold on, real quick. While we're talking about Kara's arms, you came up to me earlier today and you said, hey, Miles, um, that's so a whole other conversation. Let me finish my fucking story. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, fine, go. I'm trying to give some stuff away to the listeners here. So we have one of those COG snub pistols to give away. We gave away one of those last week. And we also have two of those Marcus Phoenix <laughs> Marcus Phoenix busts over there with the gold lancer. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can see it back oh, over there. Oh, yeah. That's nice. cool up. looking. Yeah, we got, hot. We got, <laughs> Dude, I was just thinking the same thing. We got, two, Marcus we got two of those to give away and then one of the cog snub pistols. So we need to have a talk. I'm not feeling the stash. You know, I'm going to say that video games get a lot of bullshit it's for little, being yeah, having ridiculous female <laughs> characters. There are just as many ridiculous male characters. Yeah, yeah. Do, you know, do you know a single dude that looks like Marcus Phoenix? Absolutely yes. not. He has <laughs> fingers the size of sausages and a neck the size of a tree trunk. So guess what else he has? Wow, Kara. See? I think wow. he's real. See? What Kara. is red? He's not real, Kara. <laughs> like, I mean, look, have you ever met a dude who looks like either M. Bison or Zangief in real life either? I hope to one day. I mean, these people exist, but it's like in video games, it's everybody. Yeah. Danny DeVito kind of looks in, like in, Mario. In games, every character's either like that if it's a dude or a super skinny big boob girl. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. like it's always an extreme one. However, Gus, I mean, not to like pull that whole reversal well, if things were different, but, you know, if we complained about the representation of men and the male body in video games, people would be like, just shut up, pussy, work out. They'd be like, shut yeah. your fucking mouth, yeah. you know? So, I, you know, it's it goes both ways. That's yes. fine. I agree. I don't, I don't mind looking at a hot dude. Who's the hottest dude in video games? Ever. Oh my god. Fuck. Uh, Luigi? Does that count? Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I think Samus is pretty hot, but that's a girl. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. Keep me, going. me and Samus. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> hmm. hey, did you see that? Did you see Kara that Lindsay is has a ring on? I do. Uh, yeah, I came in your right as you started talking about that. So what's the story? Yeah, you talking to find out about that? Yeah, the no. fuck, Lindsay. I I, uh, I might have. Uh, when did you get it? He made Kara a, knows more about it than everyone else. He he made a tweet the other day about six month anniversary yes. and yes, there was spending a lot of time together. Yeah, for a while though, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. had this ring probably since Christmas. I might yeah. have helped approve. You might have. Yes. Oh wait, oh that's that ring. Yeah. Oh, I knew about this ring. Carrie yeah. may have been consulted for approval. I'm glad you guys know my style. Thank you. So have you been wearing it this whole time and we just noticed? Yes and no. It no. was a little small and I had it off for a while to get it resized, but it's probably been on me for like a month now. Now listen. Oh. <laughs> As an adult, mature adult male in your life. Uh, mature, I don't know about that. I feel like I had the obligation to tell you what a terrible decision this is. <laughs> have you really thought this through all the way? Oh yeah. <clears throat> hey, you know this guy. Yes. Michael. I don't know. I, I, got, I got questions. Wait, what? Do I really know Michael? Do I? Do, Do I you? know Michael Vincent Jones? <gasps> 
So when he like, <laughs> when Michael goes off mic, is he that. as ragey as he is on mic? Yes. Did There's really? a lot of shits and fucks in the morning, but I'm the same way. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> 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 that's that's like, that what y'all do in the morning? Shooting Michael here. All right, now I know y'all's morning routine. Should we, should we bring Michael in here to talk we, about this? If, if we do that, we should pick one person out. Jesus. All right, well, we'll wait then. <laughs> yeah, we'll maybe, wait. We'll, maybe we'll have a uh, Lindsay and Michael spoiler cast. We gotta have another spoiler cast. We should. Yeah. Because we, we really like the one that we did for... Uh, Mass Effect? Mass Effect, yeah. 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 We the were supposed to do one cast. for Avengers, and we <gasps> didn't. But I think we could do one for either Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad just started. Oh, yeah. So about, did you watch the first episode of Breaking Bad? I have not Pretty seen it yet. I will see it by the time this podcast is out. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, they did break up the last season of Breaking Bad into two seasons. I hate when they do that. Why? It's, it's just one season. It's still, it's not two full-length seasons. They go for two half-seasons. Right. Why not just put it all out? Battlestar Galactica, I think, was the first person to do that, where they had season 2.5. Oh, that's what they called it. Stupid. Yeah. So stupid. They, they even released DVDs of the yeah. first part of the Before season. Before the second that's part of the season obnoxious. was even out. Yeah. I blame, ultimately, I blame The Sopranos for the start of that. <laughs> I hear you. For their long hiatus between seasons. But like, I, like, here's how I look at it. I look at it as they have the HBO with The Sopranos has established a new kind of series, like one of these like super high production value mm-hmm. series that it takes a while to come out. You know, right. I yeah. mean, they're still faster than movies, and you get a shitload more yeah, content than movies. They had like 18 month breaks. Didn't they have a 24 month break? A movie you get longer than that, don't you? I mean, okay. you get three years. How long between Return of the King and The Hobbit? That's like nine years. It, it, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, um, but they were putting those out uh, every year. Return nice. once they made them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, it's only four hours. You get four hours in two episodes. Or, uh, I guess it's four episodes of The Sopranos. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I, I like this new, like, Uber TV series cool. stuff they're doing. I like that, too. Yeah. I'm a fan of TV, so. And I don't... I don't I'm, I'm a fan of Netflix. I don't watch that TV. <laughs> I'm a huge TV person. Plus, I watch everything in bursts. I don't sit there week to week waiting for it to mm-hmm. come out, really. Yeah, unless yeah, you yeah, go and fuck that. yourself like Breaking Bad. <laughs> I know. You did that. For the first few seasons, and now you're screwed like the rest of us. I know. It's true. It's true. And I like it so much, I can't help but watch it every single week. Mm-hmm. But then again, I can never remember what happened the previous week. <laughs> like, it's just a part of growing up, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first five minutes of watching Breaking Bad. Uh, was talking to everybody in the room, like, where was he in the, in the last season? What is this guy? I've been re-watching all the back catalog trying to get ready for this mm. season. Because I knew that was going to fucking happen. I'm not doing that. You're not? No, I'm not doing that. People should like edit together like a, a like a primer. So it's like this is enough to know. Just the so, best parts of it. So that's happened, or just like to, just to refresh my memory, you know, or the a people who watch the show. Yeah. Usually they do that. On, do they not do like a, some sort of like recap? They, 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 they don't do that. On oh, yeah. yeah, they don't do that. Check it out, no. yo. This dude oh. does meth. Here you go. <laughs> but so I gotta tell you, when they do that, like they usually do that on Lost all the time. Yeah. 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 Carrie, did you watch Lost? I watched it a little bit at the beginning. I used to watch. I watched Weeds a lot, and then I watched uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're, we're, we're only asking about Lost. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, 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 what? Are, are you like? Uh, oh, are you all for me today? Guess was it? Guess was it in for me? What, what did I do up. to you guys? It's because you said Marcus Phoenix is hot. It's because you banged your fucking bottles. Look, I have my I have my little pinky finger down now, so I can't do that. When in doubt. No, I'm interested to know what Kara watches because Kara, I think, is the most different of anyone else who works here. Like, I think a lot of people they said they watch. Do you watch Lost? Most people who work here would say yes. They watched it at one point. I watched yeah, it at one point, so yes. But like, what's like your favorite TV show of all time? Quite frankly, I was a little surprised at your Curb enthusiasm. I say Real Housewives of Jersey. Do you say Real Housewives of New Jersey? Curb or... Do you watch Housewives? Curb or It's Always Sunny. 
So I guess not that different. It's okay for a while. Now I don't like any people anymore. Now it's not. Everybody's too much of an asshole. Curb. I'm gonna ask a terrible question that I really don't want to know the answer to. Oh god. Do you watch The Bachelorette? No. You know, I hate. Okay. So not as different as I actually thought. There you go. I can respect that. Pratty, you. You are challenging all of our stereotypes today, Kara. Okay. You don't watch The Bachelorette, and you can open a beer bottle with your teeth. All right. Wait. Okay. Wait. I just remembered. Kara's arms. Kara, you have a freaky thing going on with your arms. Kara came up to me today and she goes, Hey, so, uh, so I haven't been able to feel, like, my forearms for, like, uh, five days. Five days, what she told me to. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, I just can't feel, I can't feel it. Do you, do you think that's bad? I'm like, fuck yes, I think it's bad. You should go to a doctor. Her first instinct, she goes, well, why? Because you can't feel your fucking arms for the past five days. I, I... Well, when did it start? Pinch a nerve? I, don't, I think like, right after RTX. Maybe I just don't know. No, oh, that sounds work-related. I'm sure it's not. No, 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 no. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right? Totally uh, coincidence. That's signature. <laughs> well, no. I think it'll be... I'll just wait it out. It's just... It's weird. It's right in my... On my forearm. Just in one, one muscle area. It feels like it's numb, but... Hmm. Famous it, last not word. It feels like it's numb, but it doesn't tingle. It's just dead. Yes. Yeah, it's cancer. <laughs> oh, no, Bernie told, Bernie told me earlier it was AIDS. He's like, well, yeah, you have AIDS. AIDS. All right. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, he goes, that's the answer for anything. You know, your throat hurts, you have AIDS. So, AIDS so, cancer. So never ask Bernie. I learned all my medical guys. knowledge from the internet. It's, everything is either cancer or AIDS. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Anything other than that is way better. And, so why not be told AIDS first? It's <laughs> never, and it's never lupus. Never. never, it's never and every couple of years it's bird flu. That's it. AIDS, cancer, or bird flu. That's it. Damn it, Spain. You know, I read a thing. Did we talk about the chart that I saw, which was the ways that people die, and they charted a hundred years ago versus uh, I today? I don't saw that on Reddit. I don't think so. You saw that chart too? Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. I think New York Times did it. Yeah, and it's like it's crazy that. This is like that, like, a hum- bubonic plague? And yeah, the bubonic plague, plague probably. Well, that was a big one years ago. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Wow. Well, Lindsay, again. when was the bubonic plague? <sighs> I'm going to say where? 1600s? 1600s? Yes, I apologize. And where was it? Uh, Europe. Okay. Do you know what Everything was going on in Europe well, back in the 1600s? It's not, everyone thinks that it's rats, but it's actually the mice that... Or the fleas that were on top of the mice slash rats are the ones that would carry the disease. Correct. Right? And then it's supposed to have an effect kind of like AIDS. People believe that people who descended now have the certain genes. You guys talked about the podcast, but I read about it too, where they can like deflect the uh, HIV virus because it's the same thing as the bubonic plague, basically. We, yeah. The, the, the immunity that people inherited for the bubonic plague makes them immune <laughs> to HIV as well. Was, oh, okay. It's like 10%, I think, of the Anglo-Saxon population that comes out of Europe. She'll right. explain So science. you're fucked, Gus. I am <laughs> fucked. I got, it's one of the things they test for on that genetic test that I took. Are, are you, did you, I do you have it? I don't have yeah, it. Yeah, you're fucked, too. I was... Do you have AIDS now? I Why are my arms numb? I can admit, it's like... You know... I want the advantage. Like, I realize the advantage is not fair, yeah. but when I don't have it, then I'm like, I want the unfair advantage. <laughs> I really do. I want it. And I'm, I'm disappointed that I don't have it. Yeah, well, that'd be awesome. Well, hey, well. Kara, is, Kara is giving up her seat to Bye, let Joel Heyman sit down. Bye, Love you. Thank you. Watch this, Joel. Watch what she's going to do. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Don't do it again. Do it. 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 Kara. Do it. Ninja. No, that's not ninja. It's fucking gross. Later, guys. I would just like to tell the podcast audience that Kara is single. And she is available to open your and mouth. Just watch out for her fucking teeth. Has a, dentist, has a dentist seen you do that before? I bet you would be really what psyched. Why did you take my teeth? These are yours? Yeah. These are the production track, aren't they? Nice, nice try, Kara. No, Does this mean I have to drink the beer? This means I have Here, to drink I'll take the beer. it if you don't want it. Thank well, you, Well, no, I mean, I'll drink the beer. All right, you'll drink it. Hey, Joel, welcome to my podcast. Hey, hello, hi. We so, we glad you could join us. 
Yeah, that's actually Kara was filling in for you very nicely because she banged the table from beginning to end. People love it. People love banging the table. That's the only reason they listen to the podcast is the banging table noise. Joel's idea of why people listen to the podcast is so different There's than a lot everybody of, else. A lot of drummers. Oh, yeah. They want to hear us talk about the Higgs boson. You got to keep the beat. What, what you you got to keep the beat. I, I think I was money on on all that. I don't think I was wrong on anything that I said. Now. Neil, you, I, stand, I stand behind everything that was said. Joel, do you think the Higgs boson discovery will be good for us or bad for us long term? Uh, no, we're all doomed. Yeah, okay. no, I, I know it's got to be good. It's got to be good, right? But you're like anytime science moves forward, it's got to be good. Oh, I yeah. guess. Well, site World War One. I, I, had a I mean, unless you're yeah, <laughs> Japanese. Do you guys remember we're thinking about black holes? What? That black holes in space are just civilizations that progress to the point where they destroyed themselves with science, <laughs> like they tried to do what we're doing right now. <laughs> well, too much science. Oops. And that's what that's what black we holes just are. To Probably. Make a cool but is there home. anything cooler than a black hole? I mean, really, mm. if we can just create one, that pretty much justifies our civilization, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. What? They're very cool. It'd be cool if you could make a black hole and you like fire it with a slingshot at other at places. People? Yeah, fuck them up. That'd be cool. You know how many people would be sent into black holes? Are you kidding me? I would do that every morning when I came to the office. I'd be like, I don't like you today. You'd be like, <laughs> shit, fuck black hole. <laughs> so if we, did, if we did make a black hole, though, would that destroy us? Or would it just, or would, as the black hole grew, uh, like say they built, they, they discovered one or actually made one in, in CERN in France, right? <laughs> discovered a black hole that's been secretly residing in France. How come no news has been coming out of France lately? I wonder what's going on over there. It was under the no news, no light, nothing. <laughs> but like, would it expand and would it slow down time enough to where, like, it wouldn't be this cataclysm where we're destroyed. It's just like, we slow down on a relative scale and from the outside I, looking in, whoa. it looks like we don't exist. It's like, stop. But we're just fine. This conversation got too science I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. There you go. Okay, give me a beer on your way back. I think a black hole... Breaks down everything into like its smallest, right? No, no? It, it, it doesn't break it down necessarily. It'll compress it through extreme gravitational forces. I think if one was made in France, unless it was like tiny and microscopic, it would kill us pretty quickly. Hmm. If it's microscopic, maybe we'd be around for a bit. But it would start growing. Yeah, it would start growing pretty quick. You no, know, I get what you're saying. If you're saying like it would suck everything in and destroy it. Right. But as you're entering the black hole, doesn't time stretch and slow yeah. down? Once you pass that event horizon. Right. So from the outside looking in, it looks like everything is destroyed. Well, but our frame of time reference would stretch out so long that we might never reach the point. It's kind of like a half the distance thing. Yeah, We'd never right. reach the point at which we perceive ourselves as destroyed. So we're, it's just, we're like right separated now? from the rest of the universe. But the podcast was destroyed as soon as I walked in. <laughs> Let's just get to the... <laughs> How did this happen? How did it happen? <laughs> we're talking about beer bottles. <laughs> what I've heard is that once you cross that threshold of the event horizon, that you aren't necessarily perceived as destroyed from the outside. Right. So like, let's say I'm in the black hole and you're outside of it. To you, I would just appear to start fading away. Cool. Okay. Like, I would still be here, but you, I would slowly dim. Gushy fame years ago. <laughs> it seems like the deeper we go into science, the more that, like, perspective starts to enter yeah. the situation, is which is weird. Well, it's like, it's, like that, it's like that video you linked uh, several months back about the observer affecting the outcome. That's That it still makes me mad. Yeah, like, perception and observation have direct influence did over you, the outcome. Well, did yeah. you watch the video? Yes. Yeah, that makes you mad at the universe. You're like, yeah, it does. just quit fucking around. I told yeah. you to bring it open. Jesus Christ. Kara's well, gone. Kara doesn't listen to shit. So she's opening, she opens it with her teeth. You yes. saw it. That was not... It's disgusting. She's like a shark. That's impressive. There's no way I could do that. She's single. When, when, a, yeah. Is that what you think a shark does? Yes. Is that opens beer bottles? Yeah. <laughs> and then it shakes it like a dog. And they go... <laughs> oh, my God. 
punch it. <laughs> Real quick, 25th anniversary of Shark Week is coming up, and I'm holy, fucking holy excited. Shit. It's Shark Week. It's Shark Week. <laughs> How much shark footage can there possibly be? A ton. Be? There's only like 10 hours, but I'll watch that shit until I you die. You know they oh. loop it. <laughs> You know it's the same clips every goddamn oh, year. We're so literally going to get to the point where they have a Discovery <laughs> Channel show where they're like, this is Neil, we're going to put Neil in the water, and sharks are going to eat him, <laughs> and, and we're going to record it. I need a like, special for the 25th year. When are we going to get to that? I want to see a dude get eaten by a Come shark next week, recorded Neil live. Speaking of Discovery Channel, I, I want to see a reality show starring sharks that are competing to get on Shark Week. So they yeah. have to be the sharkiest, <laughs> and whoever's the sharkiest wins at the end. And there's a panel of judges. Have you ever seen that Snickers commercial where it's like a market research? Yes. And they're inter- creeps me the fuck weird. out. Yeah, they're, they're like these market research people are interviewing two sharks. They're like, what did you think of Neil? It's like, he was good. I felt like there was a little something extra in him. They're like, oh, Neil ate a Snickers with peanut butter or something. It's like, yeah, I thought I tasted peanut butter. Can we bring him back in and get another bite? It's like, what the fuck am I watching? It was kind of strange. That's not logical. Sharks are above water. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Plus, sharks do not like peanut butter. Well, they had scuba gear. Animal talking. I just hate the idea of a shark that a shark will bite stuff to figure out if it wants to interact. That's what I do. That's it. What a great great species. That's like how they shake hands. He's like, I'm just going to bite a little piece off of you and then make a judgment as to whether or not a little piece is relative (laughs) depending on the size of the shark. So uh, I was actually watching the Discovery Channel last night. They had something, it was called Mermaids, the body found. Oh, and fuck it was, that. It was fuck a, that. It no. was a air quotes documentary about, about how they found the body of a mermaid and stuff. This thing was completely fake, but it was shot. No shit, Miles. I know, no, no, no. fucking mermaid. I know it was completely fake. But the thing is, there's really dumb people out there. Like, it didn't have a thing in the very beginning that was like, this is complete bullshit. Please don't believe this. But you know there's some people, like, picking it up off their satellite and their RV or something like, Paul, mermaids, I told you they's out there. Like... Can we not bring my family into the podcast? <laughs> you know, when I was a kid and we had things called documentaries, they were boring, <laughs> fucking science-y, black mm-hmm. and white, factual things. And now it's like they bend the, the term of they what a documentary They Michael yeah. Oh, God, it was <laughs> so bad. Do you know, when we were kids, you know what the big documentary that we'd hear about all the time we'd go to the planetarium and see? Is how... We were heading into another ice age, mm-hmm. and then that went out the window. Now we're going into global heating and global warming and all that. Yeah. Well, go- Cl- global warming Cl- precedes that. Result, yeah, right? yeah, will result it's, in the ice age. It's right? climate change, which ultimately will lead to another. Right. Ice well, what I mean, like, they didn't talk about that when I was a kid. Yeah. And, then, and, that was and they had a picture of you fueling your car while it was on. <laughs> right. I was like, this ain't what's going to cause. <laughs> I think Joel and I have now lived long enough to go through an ice age somehow. <laughs> it's no longer no longer a threat. It wasn't that bad. Like they made it out to be some terrible. We're fine. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Totally fine. Many good, many good movies. When we were growing up, it was like, I mean, the Russians have nukes. Shit. They're going to kill you. It's going to be horrible. And that's what we grew up with. And now you guys... We have everyone's yeah. a terrorist if they're not white. That's what we have. When, when we grew up, it was a fucking terrible time to grow up because it was like, you were 10 seconds away from dying in nuclear fire at any point. At any point in time. Or you were going to get AIDS. I just want you to know, you just, reached, you just reached an old person milestone when you just told us how bad your childhood was compared to our childhood. I'm just saying it was a shitty time to grow up because they were telling you everything was going to fucking kill you. You're just trying to include the word milestone. Milestone. <laughs> also, it's like just say no. Every drug was going to fucking kill you. Yeah. There's other drug propaganda. Yeah. If you took anything, the moment you take it, you're going to go insane. You're going to pull your own teeth out. They took, you're going to put a baby in the oven. Yeah. You're going to open beer bottles with your teeth. <laughs> That's how Dare was. Y'all had Dare. You're going to head straight from the train right to the red light district. <laughs> really, really. They, they made pot look like LSD. Like, there was no, like, they took the worst Didn't of all Didn't you see Reaper Madness, Joel? That shit will make you want to kill people. Yeah, they forced us to watch that. I remember seeing a graphic as a kid that was a joint. It was like one of these, you know, infographics where it's joint equals, and it was 
212 cigarettes. That if you smoked one joint, it was the same as smoking 212 cigarettes. Well, that's I science. Never that that's a science. Was it a film strip? <laughs> Somewhere. Oh, when they would play the, the tone, you had to turn it to boom. <laughs> and you go to the next, next slide. Yeah. We're really taking ourselves. Those fucking machines. Um, this Those shit. were old when I, I was a kid. <laughs> our, our tools were basically like flashlights with little plastic pieces. That is what we had. That's, that's depressing. What's that, Joel? Mm-hmm. I'm no, sorry. He's right. That's what, essentially what that projector it was, a flashlight. was. Yeah. It was a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Projectors are awesome. And then you would play like the, the, accom- the accompanying <laughs> audio cassette. Yeah, there was an audio cassette. It's like, yeah, turn the beat. Next slide. Ding. Turn the beat. What was that? God. It was like fucking 1950s technology. So I just looked up smoking is equal to how many cigarettes, and it shows smoking one joint is equivalent to 20 cigarettes, study says. The website that's got Fox News. That's the only site. That's how you know it's true. Well, it's just funny because it was like that was the you know era of it was a very conservative era in American time. Yeah. Are there any non-biased news outlets left, or is every news outlet does every news outlet now have its Uh, own agenda and slant? um, Did you guys hear that MSNBC just changed their name? They're not MSNBC anymore. Right. Yeah. Microsoft dropped it. NBCNews.com. Really. Yeah, they just changed. That's a weird thing. They're a big news agency. Yeah, yeah. I get what yeah. did the MS stand for Microsoft? Was yeah. that the deal? And yeah, then it like crossover. Not. See, it, it got to the point where I don't think anyone knew that. You guys are talking about weird commercials, like that Snickers commercial. Yeah. During Breaking Bad last night, this is a regional commercial, so we'll have to post a link to the video of it if it exists. Thank you, Lindsay. All right, hit me. What are we looking up? <laughs> what, am I, time, what am I learning today? There's a Time Warner commercial, <laughs> which is it starts with a puddle in the on the ground, like a street. Okay, but it's not a puddle of water; it's a puddle of blood, and oh. it's raining blood oh, into God. the puddle. Oh, and then it shows mailboxes, and it's raining blood on the mailboxes. Oh, what the? Okay. F- and then it cuts to a graphic that says Time Warner Cable. Oh, okay. And that's it. Then there's another <laughs> commercial the where fuck? a guy is sweeping blood off of a like a store, like floor. He's like mopping up mop, aisle four or whatever. And there's a drip of blood dripping from the ceiling, and it's dripping on his bald head, and he's looking up like, that's stupid blood. And it's blood all over the place. It's like, Time Warner Cable. It's Are like, you kidding what me? What the fuck is this ad what campaign? I came on like five times during Breaking Bad yesterday, and I made everybody stop every time and watch it. I it's, haven't seen this. Time Warner is bringing violence into your home and we'll, into your life. We'll hide your dead bodies for you, Time Warner. That's all it was? <laughs> that's it, dude. What what the that's fuck? it. It made no fucking sense. And all it right. freaked me out. Is it like a... Sh- show coming out or, or maybe some sort of pr- I'm telling you that's it there's no other explanation Weird. for what it was well in their defense Time Warner has some of the worst fucking commercials I've ever seen in my life <laughs> gosh that's psychotic I mean it made no sense at all they probably play those before every thunderstorm because they know they're going to get an <laughs> influx of customer calls as to why everything's down and so they just start throwing those commercials out there and maybe I should don't you call, call. Them. that's scare the shit don't out of me yeah. that. right exactly that's, that's, that's exactly what they want to achieve that's so fucking bizarre. Gus, you seem, um, you seem, what's up with you today? I'm mad that Miles brought me a beer I can't open. <gasps> yeah, I could, so I could open it on the table right here, but then I don't want to fuck no, up the no. table. Um, fucking asshole. Put, yeah, how, 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 have been, how have you been, Joel? Uh, I've been... Pretty, what was your favorite part of RTX? Good God, that's uh, really uh, hard to say. I mean, the whole, the whole event was a fantastic oh. event. Might have got a little bit intoxicated. <laughs> Didn't remember what happened. Woke up the next day and uh, to some videos that I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I beat the shit out of Carrie? And uh, you were there. <laughs> I was. I kept trying to stop it. And uh, was, was that you stopping? I was it trying. like you were trying to stop it at all. It looked like you were, I guess, laughing as you were trying to stop something. No. Yeah, yeah that's, how I, that's how I stopped stuff. Well, that went pretty well. I thought. I mean, you guys did a great job. I think everyone, uh, I think the fans were great. I think everything yeah. worked out pretty well. I met some well. of the nicest people. Yeah, I mean, um, cool. I thought it was really. I thought I, I think it went well. Yeah, good from what I remember. <laughs> the, the <laughs> sports stage was a lot of fun. You know, yeah. what was, you know what was weird is during the podcast. It was weird to not see other. 
people like sitting next to people in a big row versus oh, like yeah. we should have turned the tables that, so we could at least maybe that's what it was there was something it, weird about it it, it, was, it was totally weird because you don't have like that uh, eye contact it was weird yeah. it was like you're more connected to the audience and the other people on the panel and I couldn't see the audience because it was so dark no, couldn't see the we had the lights in our eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah, that's what you remember saying. It was like a black sea of nothingness. And yeah. They're like, "Oh, hello, audience. I hope you're there." <laughs> I think when we start doing our streaming podcasts, we won't do as much audience interaction as we did at that event. It's a little different when it's live and there are people there versus you know just people you know watching a live stream. Yeah, I mean, and also it's like we knew important people were there, so we kind of I want to say we were on our best behavior <laughs> because. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, God. This, is, this is the time Warner at right here. Oh, the enjoy better puddles. It's raining blood, just like you said. There's some eerie-ass music in the background. When it rains, it pours. Time Warner Cable, enjoy better. That's what it says. Oh, yep, mailboxes. When it rains, it pours. What, what the it's fuck? Enjoy better. What the fuck? What? That's the fucking head. It's time raining Warner blood. Cable. This is Puddles The apocalypse teaser. is coming by Time Warner. So what are the they running commercials teasing another commercial? <laughs> I don't know. Is it what like a Walking Dead promo? Or is it a I was True Blood thing? Yeah, I thought True Blood when he first said it, maybe. Dude, True Blood got weird. But Time Warner shouldn't be incented to... A lot of sex. To promote one channel over another. Right, True Blood on AMC. It doesn't make any sense. And they don't say True Blood anywhere in the ad. Wait, no, True Blood's on... I saw it. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. uh, isn't uh, I guess AMC having a problem with the Dish Network, right? right yeah. Now? Viacom. Viacom. Viacom took everything off of uh, Dish. Mm-hmm. That includes CBS, MTV. That's happening. I didn't know AMC, but apparently AMC is. Well. I had never heard of this kind of problem before, maybe three or four years ago, and now it seems like every couple months, yeah. there's a cable provider who's having trouble with a network, or yeah, like I people mean, just drop it. Like, this podcast, I didn't. But I guess you guys predicted this, that this was going to happen. You said this was going to happen years ago, right? And it's happening. This was the subject of my keynote speech at South by Southwest in like 2006, I think. Maybe it was earlier. It was like, well, five, I think, maybe. Like people who, uh, people on some of the business shows were commenting on it, and they were saying basically content wins every time. Who's Mm -hmm. ever producing the content is going to win. So why don't we just get to that point and move on? Yeah, I mean, the access providers for a long period of time enjoyed the fact that you know, they kind of held everything hostage. But now, especially because of the internet. What a, what a funny name. They're access providers, and they enjoy <laughs> the fact they held it all hostage. Pretty much. It's like you want access to our pipes and access to all the homes. So you have to, you know. Here's the deal. They, they make money getting the content. They make money giving the content. You know, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, and now they're they're providing access to the internet, which has undermined that whole other business. Right. So Time Warner has a big cable division, uh, essentially an IP division, mm-hmm. you mean internet protocol division, where they deliver data. And people like Netflix and Hulu are enjoying that. And well, meanwhile, on the other side of Time Warner's business, they're watching all their video demand, which is a video on demand, which is a huge part for everything. Just dropping. What would you do? I mean, it's like mm. you would find a way to cap your bandwidth side, yeah. you know, and just yeah. make more money and, and figure out a way to get Netflix and Hulu the fuck out of there. How do you think this is going to work out in the end? I think uh, there's always these rumors about Google is building another internet. You, which what? is kind of like it's like so what was that movie? What was that movie with Jodie Foster where they built another machine to send her into space? Oh, oh um, Contact. Um, yes. Yeah. And uh, spoiler, <laughs> contact with Matthew McConaughey and Jodie Foster. But like Google's just going to go, oh yeah, the internet's all fucked up. Yeah, here's our internet, a new one. Well, and they, rolled, just out, this whole they rolled out that high speed internet access. What was it in Topeka or someplace? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, uh-huh. they, yeah, they uh, remember they had the contest. Like cities could apply to uh-huh. get like the Google Fiber, and 
I don't see why they wouldn't do it. Yeah. If they want to, if they cool. like already, they want to monitor your traffic to better target ads to you. Why wouldn't they just monitor all your traffic then and not just your search if they run the mm-hmm. access? Like, we'll give you free internet. We're just going to monitor everything you fucking do. It's kind of creepy because we started with AOL and then we're going to go full circle back around AOL again. Except for now, it's going to be called Google. Right, that always happens. I mean, we, yeah. were, we were talking about the sale of Dig. Did you hear about that this week? No. Okay. Not to go back too far, but Dig sold this week. You know, Dig.com. Vaguely, yes. Okay, so it was a big social media site. Oh, that's right, right, right. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They sold this week. Any, to any, who? Any, oh, God, I can't even tell you the name of the company. It's an internet startup that's going to merge in with news.me. Uh-huh. How much do you think Dig sold for today in 2012? Just a wild guess. $200 billion. $500,000. Wow. Yeah, that's where that thing can fall to you. So we were talking Whoa. about like the window of like when these businesses are big versus when people get out of them. We were talking about MySpace and Facebook. Do you think Facebook will ever... I guess it. Listen, I guess it's going to diminish at least a little bit. Do you think it's going to go? Do you think it's going to go off radar completely? Absolutely. Yeah. Soon. Here's what it's already years. diminished because of Twitter. Everyone in my right. sister's grade and lower yeah. says. Well, the, the Facebook. problem they're having, and I think that's the problem everyone identifies. Sorry, I don't mean to do go ahead. here. Is mobile? It's what's killing everyone. They, there's no way for them to monetize it, and it's it's an increasing market. Yeah. It, it, it's going to kill them. There's also the long march, which is young people eventually take over. And it's hard to believe for people who are 20 and 21 now, but there's going to be people that are 20, 10 years from now who aren't going to want to be on Facebook with your old ass. No, they're, they're just not. not they're not going to want to be I already don't want to be on Facebook with a lot of yeah. people well, older right. than me. Yeah, well, <laughs> no one wants to be on Facebook. We just have a choice to be on we know on Facebook. Right? But when it gets to the point where everyone's mom is on Facebook, mm-hmm. then it's definitely going to be lights out. Oh, yeah. God. Just as we've been doing red versus blue... MySpace usurped the personal homepage. I didn't think that was even possible. I thought that was like the basic atomic unit of the internet, essentially. MySpace got rid of the personal homepage, and then Facebook, after MySpace had a hold on everything, on everything, Facebook came and took it all away. And now look at look at Dig. Although my, MySpace did a lot of wrong, th- you know, a lot of things wrong. Well, MySpace let its users do a lot of things wrong. Is the right. problem? Sure. MySpace also focused on music. That ain't yeah. a bad thing. I mean, that usually is music dominates a lot of stuff. I mean, even when we look at the metrics on YouTube, a lot of band pages on MySpace. They will yeah. take yeah. They will yeah. take away uh, the the music metrics on YouTube because they overpower everything else. Mm-hmm. Because a music video might get four hundred fifty million views. And ironically, that is really really what started chasing me away from MySpace is when mm-hmm. it got to the point where everyone was like, "Hey, come listen to my band. Come listen to my band. Come listen to my band." It's like you yeah. couldn't. It was like walking through a cyber cafe of like college Better students who all had a band. Picture after picture yeah, after like picture. Like flyers, just flyers. <laughs> being, it's a great way to put it. Yeah. 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 Or it's like load. Page hit pause. That, yeah, was, that, that was the thing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Yep. Yeah. I don't care about your background music. Please I don't stop. Listen to that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 that. There should be license to have to like. Put. <laughs> I'm glad you like dashboard confessional. Everything, <laughs> everything changes eventually. I mean, that's yeah. the main thing. Everything changes. I think eventually. you know. Currently, the the biggest threat for Facebook, like I said, is mobile and Twitter. You know, those are the big ones. But the other thing is, how's Twitter making money? I guarantee I really, you, they're not profitable. No, no, they're still living off no, of venture capital. No. So, they're going to kill and seems, Facebook and, and not I mean, make anybody yeah. doing it. You can know nothing about the internet and like be on Twitter and just get like the random tweet ad, yep. and yeah. it rubs everyone the wrong way. Yeah. I, I don't know of a single person yes. where it's like I. The thing is, I well, I buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if they could pair up with what I'm looking for, like throw me a beer tweet. <laughs> yeah. You throw me a beer tweet, it's fine. Have they thrown me a beer tweet? They have not thrown mm-hmm. me a beer tweet. I, yeah. <laughs> They've got a problem. They don't know if you're over 21 or 21. I usually get, like, menopause ads on my Facebook. I'm like, thanks. That's cool. Yeah, I've got, I've got no, honestly, I've got no problems with the way Twitter handles ads or promoted tweets. I think they're fine. I don't think I've ever purchased anything through a promoted tweet. But, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll read them. I really, really like Twitter. I love Twitter. 
And, and you're right. The, the, the ads don't bother me enough that I would stop using uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, but like I don't follow through on the ads mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Let's ignore them. So... Okay. You know, Instagram sold to Facebook yeah. for a billion yeah. dollars. Yeah, which was amazing. Uh, I, 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 I just want to float it out there again. Yes, if Facebook wants to buy us, we will sell for two billion dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. Offers I have the authority to Rooster execute face. this transaxon. Zuckerberg <laughs> went out. Zuckerberg <laughs> went out on his own and did that. Like he was basically like, "I'm going to do this. I don't care what anyone says. I'm doing it." And he did it. It's how that happens. Really? Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how he wants it, right? Have you guys seen the new thing that's like kind of catching on, like Instagram? The Cinegraph? Yeah, the yeah. Cinegraph. Yeah, yeah those, the, are, those are cute. Cinegraph. Yeah. It's like where you take I mean, it for a photo. Yeah. Wait, well, what I think Jack, Jack showed these to me the day, and it blew my mind. Jack talked about them what while is, you were in uh, oh, Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay. What is that? What is the Cinegraph? really cool. And so you take a photo, but you're taking a video, and then you only animate a portion of the frame. Oh. You can make really cool GIFs with it. Yeah. It's an animated thing I thought of. It's pretty cool. I remember the first time I saw one of those, it was really cool. It was like just a person like reading the newspaper in New York or oh, something, yeah. and it just looked like picture, and then they turned the page, and yeah. like, my mind exploded just he a little bit. Now one... everyone can do that? Yeah. Yep. He had one where the girl's hair is waving. I'm like, ooh, it's like Harry Potter paintings where they're supposed to be like moving. <laughs> it, you know, it's really crazy like how the wow. pathway that something goes from like, wow, that can be done to, now it's an app and everyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was how I felt about Instagram. Like, you know, it's just like there's three different filters that make you look really deep yeah. and like a good photographer. Now everyone, oh, now can, fucking do it. Now everyone can ruin <laughs> pictures together. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, iPhone. Do you want a black and white photo of a lawn chair? I'd there like my burger in sepia, please. Thank it, you. Pardon? The, when you download <laughs> Instagram, it should automatically give you like a back catalog of artsy photos as well. You're like, this is my, this is my catalog of work. <laughs> oh, I took a picture can of you this. you check out my portfolio? I, I took a picture of this rose in the rain. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, when I first got it, I was like, man, I can take good pictures. And then after a while, I looked at everyone else's. Like, I was like, man, no. I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> the worst is when people do that. And like, they don't save the original. Like, that's all they've got. <laughs> is that fucking picture. shitty picture. <laughs> I usually associate it with, like, not to be stereotypical, but I usually associate it with the, the college girl with the big blonde hair who's like, yeah, out with the girls, and then, like, the little tweet pictures and, like, make it all cool and, like, artsy with it, with the Instagram, I guess. I'm going to insult someone in the room, I'm sure, but they also <laughs> have to have the ironic iPhone case, you know, yep. that is, does anyone have one of those in this room? No. no I hate I've, cases. Some shitty so, iPhone I only use that one the when one I'm at events. you think is, like, a toaster, you're like, oh, it's an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you, I saw the most aggravating one of all time. What's that? Which was, we were taking photos in Australia, we were doing a signing, Gavin and I okay. were down there. And somebody held up their their phone, their iPhone, to take a photo of us. Right. And their case was an old camera, oh, like the, a the lens in the middle. case. Yes. What? And I was just like, I'm, I didn't know where to look. I'm like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it went off on the side. I go, Oh, the, that's the camera. I thought the camera was the camera. And Kevin yeah. was just laughing at me. It's a camera and a camera, man. See, I've given up hope of there ever being a good picture taken of me ever. <laughs> so once you get to that point, what's wrong with you? You don't think you're photogenic? No, I am not photogenic. I've seen I've, I've seen not thousands of photos of you, Joel. You look. Great in no, photos. No, no oh, that's cute. My, you're just a hard judge. Uh-huh. My wife hates me because she says I look identical in every photo I take. I have the opposite problem. <laughs> Gus, what are you I want you to read aloud the top tweet on that page for everyone, please. Cat parasite may increase risk of suicide in humans. <laughs> you better fucking click it, man. Joel, I'm so scared. <laughs> that's tweeted by Slashdot. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. It's the cat's natural defense mechanism. Haven't you ever heard that there's a there's a parasite carried by cats that is in fifty percent of the world population that makes people more docile and more prone to like cats? Are you serious? Are you serious? That explains the fuck out of cat ladies. I I understand myself now. Fifty percent of the global population has this parasite. Okay, so I've heard of this parasite before. I've heard of the of the parasite that wants to make people, you know, have a tendency to like make you want to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh 
It's I also would not just read it because no. if I had read it, I know I would have never heard the end of it. So I smartly had you oh, read it. What? But you, it's true. That's that. If that Slash dot tweeted it, it must be Wait, true. What if Joe's trying to kill us all? No, no. See, that's, is that is the cat's <laughs> natural defense mechanism. I hate like Joe. a scorpion has a tail that's poisonous. A cat's, cat's like, I love cute. you. You go, oh, you look cute. You go pet it. Then you want to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the cat's that's defense the mechanism. That's why cats have survived no. the ages. You know what though? Cats are cats are an amazing animal though because they're like the cuteness of the cat is totally relative to the proportion of your size to the cat. That's true. Like a cat that's bigger than you is fucking horrifying. Yeah, that's right. It's like you don't want to have like a on the planet. That's right. Cats smaller than you, cute, ah. fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you can eat it. Unless, <laughs> unless you think you're the cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pinky is kind of scary. Well, that thing's like half Tasmanian devil. There he are, went for crotch though. There are <laughs> there are exclusions to the rule. No, cats are yeah. I mean. um... Yeah, not good. They're not good. Like, you go to the circus, and but I don't know what it is. I had a friend that... I already told the story on the podcast. I should probably shouldn't tell it. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Joel. <laughs> you told the panther story. <laughs> I told the panther story. I told this story before. Oh, okay. I can't now. now I'm sensitive. Like don't worry, Monty's not here. Yeah. Cats. This is I locked the door so you can't barge in again. Person. Did you lock the door real? No. Okay. He's not here. He's out of town. Kinda, I feel bad because we kind of screwed Lindsay on the podcast. How? Because How are you screwing me? We had four microphones for the podcast... I think, and Monty came in to the panel, which is fine. But then we were short a microphone, so I didn't know how to to do the, to divide the microphone up. Can I be honest with you? That was a stupid setup. We had two microphones per seat. One was for the audience right. to hear us, and right. one was for to record. Yeah, wow. that's like stupid. We, we, no, actually, they both worked. They both recorded. I just had them there for redundancy. Oh, <laughs> I didn't tell you all that because I didn't want you to think you could only use one. Wow. Oh, wow. But then we could have one off when Frank O'Connor came in. No. I could have given him his own mic. See what happened, Lindsay? will know the the silver mics were all track five, but then the black mics were all separate to individual tracks. Oh. I was about to say everyone sounded fine. So when Joel was telling me about it, I'm like, uh, it sounds okay. I hope no. this is alright. See, I was shouting extra loud because I was like, well, I have to reach the microphone. Turning you down on the mixer. That, I was that, like, "What the fuck well, is going on?" Yeah, had you told me, I wouldn't have shouted. But it's like the other microphone I had to move away from me, so it's like I was shouting, and then all the microphones would hear me. <laughs> Gus, can you give us clarity? Because I've been tweeting photos this week of the podcast tech test. Mm-hmm. Can you give us clarity as what's happening? Because people, as soon as I post a photo, they have a billion more questions. We are finalizing our technical requirements. And the setup for that, uh, we have some... It's looking good. Yeah, we have to do some finishing on the desk. We'll probably be ready to go. I hate to set a date, but we'll probably be ready to go by the end of the month. We'll, we've been working on it for a while. Yeah. yeah. We, we, I mean, we've really built an awesome... It's almost like yeah. like a television studio. We've really built an awesome infrastructure. It's pretty cool. To handle multiple cameras and audio, and it's really, really awesome. And when we're not using it, you've rented it out to the lo- local news station for... <laughs> A second. Joel, there was actually a discussion at one point about building a miniature skyline of Austin. They, yeah. Dave and I have not given up on it yet. Something that we can put on Godzilla suits and gorilla suits to just stomp around in. I would love that. I would so, love so when, that. You know, we were doing promotion for RTX. Yeah. We had mm-hmm. a, a photographer of the Statesman come by, our local newspaper. And uh, she was like, oh, where do you want to take a picture? I said, well, let's go do take pictures out here at the podcast set. Oh, yeah. So she went out there to take pictures of us. And she was like, oh, it's kind of dark. I was like, oh, here, let me turn the lights on. So I turned the kinos on. She's like, oh, wow, this is awesome. This is way better than the studio I have set up at the Statesman. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, really? I was like, really? She goes, yeah, that place is falling apart. Nice. <laughs> it's depressing. Noted. I was like, wow, Our we're, we're just going to be on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. if you, I mean, you did some local news stuff for, like, promotions of RTX. Yeah. And we did some for season 10 as well. And it's just, it's always interesting to go to local news stations and... They have robotic cameras. Yeah. What? 
There's no cameraman on the cameras on the local NBC affiliate I bet news. the unions yeah. are thrilled about that. They it's have like, those at KIS. Yeah, yeah, they, they only have one dude who, who like, is, I guess, directing the, the show. Control. He runs he's, off, like, Skynet. He's the person who's, like, like, making the cuts between the cameras, moving the robotic cameras, and, like, doing video insertion, Whoa. and all the overlays. It's one dude who runs the entire broadcast. Jeez, that's, that's kind of creepy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, the creepiest thing I heard in terms of, like, robots replacing humans is there was a story in Wired about robots in a warehouse that oh. were like picking like for say for like Amazon they would pick packages off the shelf based on barcode or location uh-huh. and they would uh-huh. make the packages to send to people and the robots were working great and the humans like working with the robots but then they realized that because of just regulations they had to like throttle the robots down because the humans were in danger if the robots were put at their full potential. So they got rid of all the humans so that they could turn the robots up to like yeah. 45 miles an hour. It, in was, the it was actually the staples.com fulfillment. That's what it was? Okay. That's yeah. creepy. So they have like these robots that you know, said, zip around at 45 miles an hour in the warehouse picking Jesus. up. Damn robots taking all our jobs. Picking up <laughs> orders and packing them. What's the tickets to that? <laughs> I wonder if you can look that up. I wonder if there's a video for that. They were talking about uh, robot teachers for a while, right? Like a couple years ago, they were talking about. It. I'm not dead serious. They were talking about like, doing that in college, like having essentially like robot like put in a video and like enter your answers here. Do-do. There you go, 30 second class. Whatever. Think about this. Think about if like you're on Amazon and it recommends or Staples and it recommends based on your previous purchases that you buy one of those robot vacuum cleaners. A Roomba. And, yeah, Roomba. And then suck. You buy it, but then a robot goes and picks it up and delivers it to you. And puts it in your package, packs it up, ships it out, and then it gets delivered to you, and you have your robot vacuum cleaner. It's like, where are you in that process? The the website recommended it, a robot delivered it, and you delivered a robot to you. It's like, that's how they spread it. You're not even needed in that process. The value in that process exceeds what the outcome is. The amount of value that is in that whole process of delivering and maintaining and getting it to the thing, so this thing could now spend the rest of its life picking up shit off my car. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like the Coke machine at the pizza place. It's like the most advanced piece of technology I've ever you know, used in my daily life, and it gives me a Coke. That thing is yeah. Yeah. That's all I want. It's like at the end of the day, I got a sugar no, water. You know what sucks? I, I went there the other day. Which is that. bad for me. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I went to that pizza place the other day with the fancy Coke machine you uh-huh. know, that was made famous in the animated adventure. Right. And the machine was broken like I looked at it and it was like a Windows error screen like a DOS screen was up a blue like screen error on it. I was like oh that sucks and the woman behind the counter was like yeah what do you want to drink I was like isn't the machine broken she's like oh yeah what I do you want I don't want you to do I it like, I want the machine to do it I was like I want a Coke she's like okay so from behind the counter she pulls out like a two liter of Coke opens it up and pours it into a cup for me I was like not as fucking barbaric <laughs> it's not really the same no I know but you know like 15 years from now 20 years from now it's gonna be like the machine is broken we're all in danger of starving. Yeah, that's, that's okay. We don't know how to provide for ourselves anymore. Yeah, absolutely true. Dude, Michael's literally said to me, if the internet goes out, kill me. <laughs> like, he's dead. <laughs> so, so somebody like, put uh, a knife to your throat <laughs> and, were like, and was like, fix the fuel injection in your car? You're dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that's weird. Oh, you don't even need that. What if the fuel injection like just kind of crapped out a little bit and you're in the middle of the desert? If you're, so dead. you're dead. If somebody held a knife to me and was like, tell me what fuel <laughs> injection is, I'd be fucked. Holy fuck. It's all showing us the carts. We're watching oh a video God. of robots. It's fucking Tetris. I'm like watching a Jetson episode right now. This is nice. So I guess they could probably... <laughs> shut up. I guess they could probably communicate with each other via RF or wireless to let them know what path they're going to take so they can they're avoid collisions. They're using telegraphy, They're using calligraphy? Telepathy. Calligraphy. <laughs> <laughs> they're writing to each other. Yeah, but the... Uh, and they also... You know what we're going to lose, though? We're going to lose those awesome... Videos from inside a warehouse where somebody like backs a forklift off the yeah. loading oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 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 They 
They knock the sprinkler head off. Oh my god! That's one of my favorite. There's like, oh, it looks like they're trying to the garden hose, and then all of a sudden, it's like this torrent of water, they're like pouring off a sprinkler head because some dope ran off. Do you remember the year we went to Acom and someone did that at the fucking hotel we were staying at? Remember? It was like a floor below where I was staying. Like all of a sudden, the fire alarm went off, and I was like, what the fuck's going on? So we start going down the stairs, and I got to the point, the floor below us, where I realized that someone had activated one of the fire, one of the sprinklers, and it had set off every sprinkler on the floor, and it was just a torrent of water everywhere on that floor, and then going out the stairs, down. Oh my god. Grab a mattress and slip and slide. nightmare. This water runs all the time. It's just like, takes one little ting, and it's like, we're we're dead. Wow. Everything is flooded. It was was like something out of a movie. It was or like an amusement park. You're like, oh hey, the the, the burning hotel water ride. (laughs) Yay. Everybody on. It was cement in a middle school that I went to one time. Oh, really? cement? It rained cement. So, oh so, yeah, your friend's cards or that guy's. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I went to a uh, when I was when I was in middle school, uh, they were doing construction on the on the school that I went to, and they did it in a fucking ass backwards way too. They started with the sixth grade wing, then seventh grade wing, then the eighth grade wing, which meant one class, my fucking class, had to deal with construction every single year. Oh, that was one wing per year. It was one wing. It was one wing per year. It was a big school. So now um, I like that. It concentrates your experience to be the worst one possible. Everybody else is fine. So fuck this generation of kids. Okay. So um, there was one, you know, in, in high school and middle school. There's uh, if you have different courtyards, there's like you know, there's all oh, the goth kids hang out of the over there. Uh, there's the jocks over there. There's one courtyard that was like it was the nerdy courtyard. There were the people with the Pokemon, the, the magic, the the Yu Gi Oh cards. And uh, one morning, I get off the bus. My buddy, uh, my buddy and I are walking to class, and all of a sudden we hear this, and we look over. And we're like, what the hell was that? And then all of a sudden, we're like, oh, hey, it's raining. And then we realized there was a there was a pipe of liquid cement on the top of the uh, that was running on the on the roof of the building. A valve had burst, and it just started spraying liquid cement into the sky, and it started raining down in this courtyard. Lucky, eh? This is what happens. It starts raining. My first instinct is get the fuck out of there. I saw the saddest thing that day. It was the saddest thing in the world. Saddest or greatest? It was the saddest. <laughs> the, the these, audience will decide. All these kids were playing, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. They're playing their card games. It starts raining cement, and I saw this, like... A little kid with like a bowl, chili bowl haircut and like thick ass glasses. Weevil, my blue eyes, and he dove onto his on his rare <laughs> Yu Gi Oh card and sacrificed himself and was covered, absolutely covered in cement. My blue eyes, and he was just completely wiped out. After they finally, they finally fixed it, and it was just like the aftermath from a battle. Like nobody was fucking talking. Yeah. You heard like you heard like some kid crying up in the distance. I lost my blue eyes. That morning. Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a bunch of nerds just froze them in time forever. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. morning on the announcements, uh, it was just like, bing. If you have been covered in cement, please report to the nurse's office in a calm manner. And everyone just fucking started laughing. How do you get the kids covered in cement to go to the nurse's um, office? Just throw them in a wheelbarrow. If you could please get some people to chisel the children out of the courtyard, that would be uh, fantastic. That Thank is you. fucking phenomenal. That, my blue eyes is probably the best thing ever. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if this is playing or not. It's on break. I can never fucking figure out break. Oh, there it goes. It's this cool. is one of my favorites. Well, they like, tell you the name of the site. Well, I was just <laughs> forklift brings down. Wait, what is this? It was, it was better when it was big boys. Uh huh. Big dash voice. So it's a forklift. It's funny. It's forklift. We're going to miss out on these for the rest of our lives a because forklift is made for comedy. So it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a, it, it has like a big cylinder of gas on the back of it, so it's like somebody come along and shoot it, it'll explode. It's like <laughs> made it's for this, comedy. It, it, so, oh, oh. Goes, oops! And no, there this is oh the end of the world. Oh, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> 
Oh shit! It's the second one this year. Oh god! So we almost got it's fucked so by a forklift at RTX. I don't know if you know this. I mean, yeah, our, really. You literally fo- got fucked by yeah. a forklift. That's our, hot. Our fulfillment house that delivers all of our stuff. All of their forklifts broke the morning they were supposed to deliver our stuff to the oh, work, to the convention center. So then they had to like rent forklifts and bring them in from some other, I guess, rental place in order to uh, to to get our stuff out the door and to the show. It was it, it, so I fucking hate forklifts right now. I found the top ten forklift accidents on YouTube. <laughs> yes. I might be I might be gone for good. Yes. Any, oh, that's good. <laughs> See, anytime anyone gets into a forklift, Benny Hill music should just start playing. <laughs> Well, it's like, I don't know if you've ever been like a in a bobcat, which is kind of like a small bulldozer, or in a forklift. But there's a cage around the cockpit. I still want to have bobcat fights. I'll do it. Fight. You, do it. you can get different attachments <laughs> in the front of a bobcat. We gotta have bobcat fights. I've been wanting to have bobcat fights for like 14 fucking years. You get a rock hammer um, attachment for the front of a bobcat. You should be able to choose your loadout. Like a video game, you're like, do I want the rock hammer or do I want like, the bulldozer blade? It's like I in USA with bobcats. Just by conditioning, it sounds like if Miles hears like a jackhammer. He would be able to do multiplication like so much faster, <laughs> like because he spent all his formative years in school around construction equipment. <laughs> Fucking miserable! I just got good at moving shit because we had to move to the to the uh, portables every single time. Nice. Oh, those portable buildings! Yeah, yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> They're not really portable either. It's, just it's not really a classroom. You feel yeah. like the rejects of the school. Get it's the hell outside! Or me every year of my middle school career. The rejects of the school. Uh, yeah, you're it. right. I hate that solution. I wish they would just come up with something different. Mm. Like buildings. Oh, yeah. Like build a school. How about that? How we're not cavemen living in huts. We can, we can actually build a building for our kids we're, to go to school in. They're, they're not nomads. They're gonna, you know where they're going to go to learn. Yeah. You don't need to move the fucking building. I'm, really, I'm just embarrassed by that when I see portable buildings at schools. This is the worst. Yeah. Just build a school a little bit bigger. It's like... But then no they, one wants to pay for it. People want the bigger yeah. school, but no one wants to pay for it. What is everyone ever said? Don't build school. What is anyone ever said? All the fucking time. You hear people bitch like, oh, my property taxes went up three years ago. I don't want them to go up again. That's people without kids. They're going to die. Thankfully, the country is on decline. Yeah. So the schools will be getting smaller, naturally. I still have to pay property taxes. Why not? I don't have kids. Yeah. yeah, but education benefits everybody, guys. Yeah, but it benefits people with kids more than it benefits me. I know, I know, I understand. I benefit in the long term from these kids who are educated, but I don't. I don't take from the system what people other what other people take. Does education benefit? Like, does it? Yes, does yes, it? yes. yes. <laughs> you wouldn't have a doctor waiting for you when you're sick if well, they weren't educated. Yeah. No, no, no. We could get forklift robots though to take place of doctors. That would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be more funny. Robot it's cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Your blue eyes. <laughs> we- <laughs> we <laughs> have- Sorry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Philadelphia must be so Sorry, sir. We're they're stupid, but the fact that we all drive the roads every single day uh, in these complex machines and we don't kill each other all the time, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah so you want to be, true. I mean, you want to be on the road with a bunch of people, bunch of just completely uneducated people. Have you seen any robot cars in Austin? I've seen dash cams from Russia. That's what? all I need to see. Oh, yeah. I saw a video that was jackass in Russia, apparently. <laughs> Jackass in Russia is way better. It's going to be like raised in the States. Dude, it's way better. I mean, we should just link it, Lindsay. I show it to you. It's true. From the country they brought you, flinging this girl off a roof. (laughs) Did you see that that video, right? Yeah, that was terrifying. She's just totally cool about it. She's like, woo! Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, she's about well, to she, die. She, she lives in Russia. Russia. She's hoping she dies. <laughs> I, she, I don't think she'll come back to life in Russia just at some point went, you know what? Hey, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. So we don't care. Are there, are, 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 there, are there any video game conventions in Russia? Let's go to Russia. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
Let's go to Moscow. It's like live Let's action do it. Halo. Yeah, do they have video games in Russia aside from Tetris? No, they actually just actually shoot. No, I wonder if the Xbox or PlayStation are even released in this in Russia. I'm just calling the Soviet yeah. Union. Jesus. That's a, what would it take for you to put in your credit card in a dot .ru site? Oh, no. Not <laughs> 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 There's so many th- That is so down the list of things I would do. There are things above that list that are, that are disgusting and awful. You know, it would be See, really, Russians have to do it every day. That's why it's jackass Russia. It would be interesting to get a credit card, a brand new credit card, and just put it on a site and just see what, see what gets purchased mm-hmm. by that. Well, thanks for volunteering, Bernie. No, yeah, thanks. See what happens. Yeah. It probably would be this, it pretty much the same credit card statement that Jack gets every month. <laughs> <laughs> probably all the same sites. It's all from Flashlight. <laughs> I can't believe I, I brought that up again. Inadvertently. Yep. You said the words, though. I didn't say the words. What? Never let it go. Nothing. Rhymes with Resh Ryan. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of missed out on that one. <laughs> I'm glad that I did. I guess I'm dodging all the I dodged all the points. Did you see the video of the? Uh, it was like some little like village in China that they thought they found mm. some new species of mushroom, and it was some dude's flashlight. What are you doing? Oh, no. you know, and you know how that went, right? You know, like somebody came out to some dude in the backyard. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, oh, I, uh, it's, a it's a new mushroom. Look at this thing that I found. And he's just keeping up the biggest like, line. It was like a rubber vagina and a rubber anus. It was like a oh. cube. Oh my god! And they, I guess they oh found god. it buried in the ground. <laughs> They reported it. To, it was like a village in a remote part of China. They reported it to the news. The news sends the news station sends a reporter. She does a story on it, and then the next day they have to issue an apology. And then their apology, they say the reporter was really young. She didn't know any better. Oh yeah, what? No See, one this is why you need education, no one guys. That story. Oh That's God. why. So people don't report a flashlight is a new species. <laughs> it wasn't a flashlight. It was so, like a super flashlight. Like, like, the removable part of a, a fucking real life. It was the Chinese knockoff. Yeah. Some China dude just totally <laughs> jod- dodged the bullet. <laughs> go ahead and say. <laughs> go ahead and say fresh right. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go. <laughs> I know you want to. I really did. Just rolls off the tongue. Oh, as soon as knockoff, Gus just started laughing to himself, <laughs> and he started shaking his head. It's a fresh <laughs> We went right to it. I like that we can have, we can talk about we can't make fun of an accent, but we can talk about having sex <laughs> with a fake vagina and butthole. Yep. that's fine. Well, think about the kids, Bertie. <laughs> oh, you know what? I gotta admit, when I was in Japan. Is that I? How did that work out? By the way, that was totally fine. It, <laughs> you would think it would so be like jealous. an alien world where. Did you find panty vending machines? Com- no. Anybody yeah, asked that? No. What? Panty vending machines. It was totally normal. It didn't work out fine for Gav. I tried to warn him, didn't I? What, what happened what? in Japan? They did serve us chicken skins and chicken bones, Yum. and I think so, that was a joke. Did you have coagulated pig's blood? I would, that just I would, like I would, I would eat the shit out of some chicken skins. Oh, it was horrible. Colonel's chicken skins. I get what you're this saying. This is not what I was talking about. What are you talking about? You went to the bathroom with Gav. Oh, like you're oh. T- t- like you have a you you set a precedent. This God. is in Australia. Oh, it was Australia. What happened? Yeah. What happened? We talked about it we last talked about podcast. last podcast. This, uh, we got to get Gavin back because right. I right. legitimately made Gavin. There are back. some yeah. creepy, creepy bathrooms over there in Australia. Like you go to the Australian rugby places, yeah, and like the bathroom, it's literally like you have to like walk up. On to like a cage, yeah, and like what? the cage is surrounded by. Do they pee. lock the cage? Like you walk, it's like a <laughs> pool of pee, yeah. and you have to walk up on top of it, and then there's a wall, and you have to pee on the wall, and just it's just pee everywhere. <laughs> Rebound off it's the like, wall into the toilet. So it's there's, no, there's no need for a giant opening of pee. Like it just make it go 
Like, I'm not sure what the philosophy is. All there. I heard was you went to an. It's essentially an American bathroom just with a cage. Yeah, that's the much. only difference. Well, in the Japanese but airport, it's a, trough, it's a trough where there's like 40 dudes. You know, yeah, no, I know, I know. I've been at emos. I've seen the film. Have you seen the film where they like take the 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 40 pigs and kill them all in one second? What are you watching? The machine. What are you watching? McDonald's tapes. Is this a new? Is this a new Time Warner commercial? This is a new Time Warner commercial. Babe Three. How are we gonna get to LGF the bottle bo- over? So so Gab comes back, so next on like today, so next podcast I will talk to him. He was legitimately mad at me for like two hours. I, I, would be mad I, I, I like how you like add the word legitimate. <laughs> like as if it's not legitimate. Have like, you ever no seen Gavin mad ever? No, true, I, Gavin I kicked him in the butthole and he wasn't mad. He gets fake angry. He does the frown where he's like... <gasps> Gavin's like, oh, you donut. And then he walks off. Like, that's Gavin being yeah. mad no to me. Shower. I no shower will ever clean your dick again after that. <laughs> I, I don't care what you do. It was bad. I mean... That's now Gav has an STD no, and geez. didn't even get to have geez. any no. fun. No, it was fun. It. it was fun. I mean, though. if you're gonna get an STD, at least have fun getting it. Oh, like God. the way that's not. Can one have fun? He, getting he an does STD? not have an STD. No. Oh, no, but, no. Can, can, does this happen? I mean, you don't want Bernie to give it to you. <laughs> Next, you know your arms are numb. <laughs> oh. No, <laughs> but uh, when I was in Japan, they had, especially in the airport, we didn't talk about this. They had all the different kinds of toilets. So they had the Japanese toilet with sprayers, which looks like a normal American toilet, toilet. Right. with extra stuff added on. Then they had the foot things with just the hole in the ground. Yep. Then they had the race car toilet. I don't what know how else to describe it. The Japanese toilet, which I is like you sit in a car. You sit on like a motorcycle. <laughs> oh cool. yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. You know that one yeah. too. Cool. So in the bathroom, you had to pick which kind of toilet you wanted to use in the airport. I never saw them anywhere else. I there, well, there, you never saw them anywhere else. Well, we went to the restroom like in the hotel. They just had the normal Western toilet. Yeah. They didn't have the race car that, toilet. Can we go back to the classic Western? I don't know if you encountered this, but um, I went to this one restaurant when I was there in Japan where you go to the bathroom and the commu- like where you wash your hands in the sink, mm-hmm. that's communal, men and women. Then the stalls are all... Like they're individual toilets. Huh. No, they're not gender separated. Uh, no. So men and women go into the same bathroom, but stalls are like floor to ceiling uh, wall weird. with a That's completely closing door. So it doesn't matter. Everyone goes to the same bathroom, but you have your own little private toilet space. Huh. That's, huh. That's that. actually totally legal in the U.S. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that doesn't violate any codes. I, I, I had no problem with it, but you never see that. No, I've also never seen a race car toilet. <laughs> oh, I, I gotta show you this. Yeah, show it quick because we're we're going long. Oh, really? This yeah. is gonna this up, guys. Yeah. You know, we got Lindsay right here. Lindsay, uh, do we have to stop? Never stop. We have a segment at the end of this podcast. I haven't told you yet. (laughs) Oh, right. Japanese motorcycle toilet. I don't know what What? happened. After RTX, I interviewed uh, Justin from Robot Entertainment. And so that's that's coming that's up cool. at the end of this podcast. Orcs, orcs must die. Well, yeah, orcs must die in Hero Academy. Live. Oh, you love robots. Oh, you love Hero Academy. So this is actually love, a motorcycle toilet. I do. So I love I Hero Academy. You and Carrie always sound like wait a minute, wait a minute. You looked Wait, up anime? motorcycle toilet and you actually found <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, well, the the there, there's a page of motorcycle toilets. It looks like that, mm-hmm. and you just sit on it. Like you put your leg on either side and just sit down on it. I'm gonna be honest. I'm disappointed. I was expecting an actual motorcycle. But you see, it looks like you're sitting on a motorcycle, like you're like this. No, it has handles. No. It's better in my head. No. I can show you a picture of a motorcycle toilet. I have the goddamn internet. You want a picture of a motorcycle toilet? I'll show you a picture of one. If you went to Japan, you can get you a woman dressed like a motorcycle who would be your toilet. On the toilet. Oh, what do you, oh, what oh, you guys, yeah. guys do when you're in Japan? It's creepy. That's the other version of it right there. Okay. I, I feel like I saw those all the time at uh, train stations is where I would always see those. Did you all take the subway much? 
We took the train from the airport into Tokyo, which mm-hmm. is like a two-hour endeavor. Yeah, that I told sucks. you. All. I told you all. it was you long. Did. You did. I was like, make sure you take the bullet train. It's going to take a long time. It mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's but, like, well, I, when I went, I had no idea. I thought, oh yeah, it's just like an airport. It's like what thirty minutes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're on day. that fucking train, especially because you, you know, you got to navigate so you everything. Did, you did take the bullet train. You did not. We did take a train. But also it takes longer to get on a train because it's that feeling of like, I'm committing. When you get on a train, it's like, if we get on the wrong one, yeah. we're in China somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, you know. Same with so you, you, you bullet trains everywhere. You took the train from the airport to Shinjuku then because you were staying there. That's like the biggest train station they have there in that Tokyo. That is correct. That's cool. That place is fucking massive. Pretty nuts. Yeah. yeah. There's so many people there. I walked out of there one time. Like during rush hour, and it was just like a mass of people. I'm sure you encountered that. Yeah, just has like, footage of it. We can give you. Yes, awesome. yeah. Yes, please. Like, so you can't move. There's so many people. So you went to the train station, took the train, arrived in Tokyo, went to the hotel. <coughs> no, we got off the train in the train station, but then had to take a cab from the train station to the hotel. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. How long was that? That was like another 15 minutes. No one spoke English. No, but we did okay. I mean, we were really okay. Was it? I shouldn't say. Did you, did I should not speak English? Or I shouldn't say nobody spoke English. Everyone we ran into spoke English, and they were extraordinarily helpful. Everyone spoke so English. Yeah, it was a little disappointing, Joel, to be honest with you, because I wanted to get kind of stuck, not knowing a word of Japanese. But everyone was like, "I'll help you out here." Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I just know stuff from anime. Speak English, <laughs> and they go a little, a little, and then you. And say, then they spoke a lot. Yeah, wow. yeah, they were fine. And English, you just That's like incredible. Did you do anything aside from like eating? Yeah, we went to uh, we kind of toured around Shinjuku, which uh-huh. is this big like commercial district. Uh, we were only there thirty six hours, and we stayed in the hotel where they filmed Lost in Translation. So oh, that was pretty cool. I was thinking about that when you were telling the story. Yeah, and it was weird because the level of service in that hotel was unlike anything I could imagine. Wow! For really? the front desk clerk, there was no front desk. It was you just sat down at a table. Kevin mm-hmm. said it was like we were buying property together because we sat there and signed stuff. And then he got up. He said, "Okay, well, let's show you your room." And he walked us to our room. Oh, yeah. the front cool. desk clerk. And That's it's so cool. then if like you were walking down the hallway and ran into housekeeping, they would stop and bow and not move until you were out of the hallway. That would weird me out. Yeah, yeah weird. it did. Every American was like, "Please, please, just don't <laughs> yeah, pay so much attention to me." Yeah, you know, like I was in the gym. Did, did you feel like you guys stuck out? I. Maybe I mean, but I didn't feel weird at all at, at any point in time. Well, like when Gavin had the camera and he was filming the uh, intersection of all the pedestrians, uh-huh. I felt like we were in people's way, and I felt like that's the only time I felt like, oh, I'm a tourist. But yeah. we were yeah. just we were just having fun. Gavin is Gavin is a great guy to travel with because he doesn't care. Yeah. He'll do whatever. <laughs> He'll do whatever. He does not give a shit. <laughs> But like your thing is, honestly, Joel, you're a little harder to travel with because you're very rigid. High maintenance. Yeah. And, like, when you get you get your itinerary, <laughs> that's it. Like, Gus was telling the story about how he went to Amsterdam. Well, because I'm scarred from bathroom stories. I don't blame with you, you. I don't blame See, you. See, now Gavin's not going to be, you're going to be like, hey, Gavin, let's go. He's going to be like, why, Bernie? <laughs> yeah, because that's a trend now. I do have a history it's, now of, like, in the bathroom. Ambushing people in the bathroom. <laughs> that's not a good reputation. That's all that's vulnerable. You're the barbecue and bathroom ambush guy, Bernie. But when we went to New Zealand... Uh, we got Joel stayed in Auckland while we went off and had some fun adventures in New Zealand. He was like, "I'm I'm happy here. I'm doing my thing." Yeah, yeah. you're, you're by the book. very much yeah. on your own. Well, there was gambling there, and it was a city, and mm-hmm. it had people in it, and you guys wanted to go look at cows or whatever. <laughs> we did. We have cows in the United States. <laughs> we did. We did stay on a pony farm at one point. So yeah, yeah it was an Australian pony farm. It's different. So she's engaged. Are you? Look at show, show the hand. I'm not engaged. Look, what is no, why are you wearing a fucking engagement <laughs> ring on that finger? Talk to the man next door. Yeah, why are you? <laughs> these rules and rings. And gets, That's what I said. <laughs> a lot of rules and rings. So what is yeah. the promise ring? 
Uh, well, is I mean, that what this that is? Was, yeah, essentially, this is just kind of a gift I was given uh, after we decided to start dating. That was like, hey, you just smile for you to hear every time she talks about I'm it sorry. too. <laughs> We should have a picture of that. She's like nothing but grins. Sorry. And blushing. Yeah. Well, it's a very beautiful ring. It was like, sup, bitch, I like you. And I was like, yo, bitch, I like you too. And here we are. (laughs) Bitch, dumpster. (laughs) I feel like that's exactly how it went. That's the script. I've never, I've never had a situation in my life where I have a conversation with a, a female yeah. and then she smiles at the end of it. <laughs> where she, she so says I like you too. It's kind of weird. Alright, well let's wrap this up. So we're doing an interview with Justin yes. from Robot. From Robot. Mm-hmm. Robot. 6 okay, mm-hmm. right? And then we are doing, also next week, do you want to kind of tease what we're doing next week? I'll just say we're doing another Don't interview that'll show up next week. From the developer of a game that we've been talking about lately that we like a lot. Yes. And we play. DuPont. Jeez, that's cool. That's really neat. I wonder what that is. God, you with the voices. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was Miles, by the way. Don't judge me. Miles could give us right. any guest in the week. Like so any of these so we're ending this portion of the podcast, but keep listening. But there is more podcast. Where are we going to go to eat, though? We Today. have some... Rudy's. Barbecue. Hey, give me a good restaurant to go to in Austin. Like a good, like going out at night, go to eat. You know what I ate the other day during RTX? Uh, yeah. I ate at the restaurant in the lobby of the W. Okay. And they have a ribeye there that they tell you is for two people, but one person can eat it. What is that right now? And when you're done, they have this thing they call drunken donuts. Which is awesome. do- donuts served with like liquor toppings? Holy yes, shit. like melted caramel with liquor and yes. melted chocolate with liquor. Yes. Go on. So eat, <laughs> like eat a steak for two, and then eat drunken donuts at the W. I'm currently in the midst of trying to get permission to air this, but I actually bet Grace from Daily Grace and Hannah from My Drunk Kitchen that they wouldn't just shoot those. Oh, they gave us. It? We were there like really late one night. They just the bartender just gave us drunken donuts, uh-huh. and I had them do a shot of the dessert uh-huh. dips, and they're pretty big. Uh-huh. And it's oh, a pretty goddamn funny video. Oh, that <laughs> it was like hundred bucks. I'm in, and they're funny as shit. So hopefully, yes. I get permission to show that video. All right, so you want to go get fat and drunk? Yes, yes let's do please. it. Well, thanks for listening, but keep listening. Hey everyone, we have a special segment now. Uh, I have Justin here from Robot Entertainment. We just finished wrapping up RTX 2012, and uh, Robot was kind enough to come down and be part of the show on the floor. And uh, you know, being such a big fan of uh, the games you guys put out, I thought I, sh- I got to grab you before you leave town and <laughs> get you on here so we can chat a bit about uh, about the show and how it went for you. It was awesome. I got to say, like this is our first RTX. Well, you've only done two, but this yeah. is the first time we came down here, and uh, it's nice to have a local show. We got to drive down, and the show itself was was a lot of fun. Um, so you you guys were here. Uh, you're from Dallas, right? Y'all are yeah, we're Dallas, North Dallas. Yeah. So you drove down. Not too bad of a drive. Um, so this is the first year. This is the first time we've had RTX. You know, in the Austin Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what, what was your experience? How was the the flow for you guys and uh, interacting with the people here? I really liked it. I mean, we weren't sure what to expect. You know, we've got we've gone to other conventions. We kind of know what we're getting, but coming here, we were like, "Well, let's go. Let's go see what this what this is like." And the community here was actually really awesome. I mean, we had a lot of people. Um, you know, because Rooster Teeth's community is largely born out of Halo, we were a little we were showing PC and iOS stuff, so we we're like, "Well, are, are console people going to react negatively?" And, and surprisingly, everyone was really stoked to play on PC. And they were bringing Hero Academy to Steam. We had that playable here the first time, and um, people were like gushing over, "I can't believe it's coming to Steam! This is great!" So it was a, a really warm reception here. I mean, it was it was nice to interact with everybody. Yeah, I guess we should tell everyone like what games you make and what games yeah. you're oh. showing off. Uh, so, Robot, you know, they make, uh, of course, Orcs Must Die. Hero Academy and Orcs Must Die 2, which is coming out in a few weeks, right? Yeah, three weeks from today, in fact, July 30th. Wow, it's crazy. 
Um, so, uh, so Hero Academy you said it's coming to Steam. So it's going to be like I'm, I play Hero Academy like fucking crazy <laughs> on my iPhone all the time. So when it's moving to Steam, is it? I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Yeah. Is it going to be like? I guess you use the mouse to click and indicate where you want your yeah. Your, you your select your guys go. and move them the way you would like a little if it was a board game or something on 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 the PC. But yeah, it's uh, it works pretty much exactly the same. We've done some UI changes basically, but it, in fact, it's cross-platform playable. So the game is completely the same. You can take your matches wherever you go. So when you say it's cross-platform, does it mean you could play on the PC? You could play against iOS players yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, it's one giant community of players. So you've got your Hero Academy account you sign in with either on the phone, iPad, or or on Steam and. Um, yeah, if you don't have an iOS device, you can now play everybody over there. Hmm. Or if you have both, you can play some matches on your lunch on your PC and then pick up your iPhone when you get home and keep going. So That's awesome. I think everyone that I play with is probably really... I, I play with a lot of guys at the office, and I think they're all probably really pissed off at me since <laughs> I've been so busy with uh, RTX planning and stuff. I don't think I've submitted a turn in that game in a week. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've got a, a mountain of games piled up. My, I think my notification right now says 33 games waiting for my attention, so... <laughs> I have to get back to it as soon as I'm back in the office. Yeah, I had to turn the notifications off so I wouldn't feel guilty about it. <laughs> and like, it's not until I load the game, I'm like, oh, there's, there's so many yeah, waiting for me. I can't do it. I have to have them. Like, I, when I check my phone, I need to know who's sending their turns back to me. It's like, I know I'm biased, but I'm completely addicted to it. So I've played every day since it came out. Yeah, it's a fun game. And I like that. You know, it's a uh, it's the kind of game you can play without having to spend any money if you don't want. Yeah, yeah. And then if you if you want to see like if you have different teams with different abilities, you can play. And typically, I, I feel like I like supporting those kinds of games. And like I end, I think I've bought. I know I've bought every team that yeah. has come out for it. I Thank think I've, you. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've paid for some like color customization yeah. and avatars and everything. Yeah. It's like the kind of thing you're like, oh yeah, it's only it's only ninety nine cents. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I'll get that. Yeah, I mean, it's you can play for free. We it, The iOS version, anyway, is a free app. It has ads in it, but it comes with a team that mm-hmm. it, that we work really hard to balance out with the rest of the team. So it's not like a if you buy a paid team, you're going to win automatically. Right. So you can play for free forever on iOS if you want. The Steam one will be a, a pay-for-download because we don't have ads in there. Right. So, But, yeah, I mean, in fact, a huge chunk massive chunk of our player base plays the free version and mm-hmm. remains competitive yeah the uh the council is the free team yeah they have the uh, human fantasy characters basically they i i get pissed off every time i play them because uh, one of their abilities is the health potion heals them much more than other teams yeah and i believe you can also use health potions on downed characters yeah, revive them and you cannot do that as any other yeah. of the teams that's their well each team has like their thing and mm-hmm. that's the council is the healing and and yeah it's when you've played other teams and you, you play against the council, it's you have to factor that in because they can revive from quite a big distance. Right. Even if yeah, even if the healer's not on the field, they drop yeah, a potion. And it's like, potion. oh, I forgot about that. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I've done, that's saved me many times in many, many battles, so mm-hmm. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, I feel like any time a new team comes out, I'll always play that team exclusively like a ton just to learn it inside yeah, and out. Yeah. And then once I know it, like, okay, then I go back to random and I just cycle through whatever team I get. Yeah, that's I play random all the time, but I get the I have the luxury of playing the teams before they come out to get used to them. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, we've got four teams out and then the Steam version's actually going to have the Team Fortress 2 team exclusive to that. Cool. So it's all nine Team Fortress 2 characters as a playable team in the game. And once you've unlocked it on Steam, you can still play it on your iOS device. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. They're a lot of fun. All right. Well, I guess I'll be picking that up. <laughs> um, so in addition to Hero Academy, you're also showing off uh, Orcs Must Die 2 as well, right? Yes. When is, is it, That's also coming out here pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Steam Hero Academy is August 8th, and Orcs Must Die 2 is July 30th. They're a week apart. 
So is that like killer? Do you have like like a, a huge team working on this stuff, or are these guys are there a bunch surprisingly of guys that are we out? don't? Like, I mean, our development team is the Orcs Two team is about the size of the first game, and the Hero Academy team is five or six guys. I wow. mean, yeah, I'm, it's a little surprising to me. I'm a lot of these guys work together at ensembles; so they've worked with each other for years. Mm-hmm. I'm new to the mix, and coming into it, it's been surprising to me how much they can get done and how quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of I mean, it's interesting you mentioned that. A lot of the robot team started originally from uh, um, I don't know how to put it from the old the ensemble closure team. Of ensemble, yeah, yeah. Once ensemble was closed, they went on and uh, and made this. And how long have you been with Robot now? Two years. Yeah. Two years. Wow. Where I came you, in about a year after they opened. Where did you come from? Uh, most recently, before that, I was at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I was up there doing community for, on Gears of War for a while, and then on Halo, on the Halo Waypoint stuff, and then came down. In fact, that's how I met you guys. Was right. on Halo Waypoint, mm-hmm. and then now I'm down in Texas, being very hot and running from tornadoes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you all had some bad tornadoes recently. Didn't yeah, you? every it's every April that I've been here three three years in a row now. Three Aprils in a row now. I've been terrified by tornadoes that come rolling through. It's horrible. <laughs> I don't want to get into like. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm not going to go into a huge tangent, a huge weather discussion on the <laughs> podcast. But it's weird to me how there's always tornadoes north of Austin and in the hill country, and especially like da- the Dallas area. But there's never tornadoes in Austin itself. Like there's <laughs> You're tornadoes, lucky. There's tornadoes in the suburbs to the north. Like uh, there's a suburb up here called Cedar Park, which is probably eight or nine miles from yeah. downtown Austin, and they'll get tornadoes, but never here. <laughs> never in Austin. Well, we're lucky. Like, we're all north of the city of Dallas, and it all starts south and comes up, and then it dissipates over the city. So we, we've lucked out every time, but it's every time I see the, the big red path on TV, it goes right over the studio and my house, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, please stop, please stop, please stop. <laughs> At least it doesn't get to, like, the black-purple color. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... It's a new experience for someone from California to, to have to worry about tornadoes. But um, long, Frequent listeners of the podcast will know that I'm obsessed with earthquakes. And I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've never been in one. I've always wanted to feel, like, not a major one. I'm talking about, like, yeah. I, I want to be in a huge one, but I'd want to feel a smaller one. <laughs> what did, you, were you, did you ever sit through any earthquakes? I mean, yeah. I, I lived in the Central Valley, so the big ones were all over on the coast, and we didn't get a ton of them. But, like, when the big 89 one in San Francisco hit, we felt that. And I'm three, I was three and a half hours from San Francisco where it was, and we felt it. I mean, it's probably a couple times a year you get little ones through there. You shake a little bit. Someone uh, someone made an earthquake survival kit for me that hangs <laughs> in my office. We, I, I wish we could have got We're recording at the convention center since we just wrapped uh, the show. I wish we were at the studio so I could show you. Someone made me an earthquake survival kit that hangs on my wall. Wow. And it's got, like, little uh, uh, individual bottles of Jack Daniels in it <laughs> and, like, little party stoppers. And, nice. Uh, to so celebrate. celebrate. Yeah. That's awesome. And it says in, it's in a glass case. And it says, in case of earthquake, break glass. <laughs> Do you have all your furniture, like, nailed to the wall just in case? No, just waiting no. for the... The Texas earthquake? I don't think it'll ever happen here. <laughs> but every time I travel to the West Coast or somewhere where earthquakes happen, I'm like, oh, this is it. I can feel it. <laughs> but Anticipating. It has, has yet to happen. Nice. So how long have you have you personally been working in the gaming industry? I've been, it's been about six years now. April was six years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in fact, it was like almost exactly on my four-year anniversary that I started at Robot. Mm-hmm. So I started down at EA doing all the shooters at ELA, which was at the time just Medal of Honor. And was there for a couple of years and went up to Microsoft. I think a lot of our listeners, you know, are people who aspire to to join the video game industry and they want to know how. So yeah. how did you, if you don't mind sharing, how did you get your start? <laughs> kind of accidentally, ironically. Um, I'm a huge comic book nerd and I used to run a Superman website called bluetights.net. I like the, I like um, the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, it was... 
it was a, a big Superman site that I ended up connecting with Warner Brothers and sort of becoming the official fan site for Superman Returns film. Mm-hmm. And while covering all of that stuff, EA invited me down to the Tiburon studio where they were making the Superman Returns video game. And that's in Orlando. In Orlando, yeah. So I went down there to cover the, the development of the game for my site, and I met with their community, their online marketing manager at the time uh, for that product, a guy named John Long. Um, and he's a huge Superman nut, too. And so, like, the first night we get to Orlando, we spent the entire night, like, out at a bar somewhere drinking and talking about Superman. And then on the way back, we ended up stuck in the airport together for about three hours. And I just talked his ear off for literally three hours about community management and how I thought community websites should run and the differences between video games and film and whatnot. And and that was it. I thought it was the end of the conversation. And two days later, he just called me up and he said, hey, Los Angeles needs a community manager for Medal of Honor. Are you interested? And I think about three weeks later, I lived in L.A. and I was working in games. Oh, that's it was crazy. a very like random whirlwind kind of thing. Oh, that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's that's a weird question. How do you get in the games industry? Because mm-hmm. I've I've heard a hundred different ways. I well, mean, that's why I always ask. Yeah, is uh, as I feel like you know I, I I'm lucky enough to kind of work in the industry as well, so I get to ask and I get to find out. Yeah. I feel like other people you know who don't necessarily get those experiences yeah. they want to, they want to know. Well, we've got I, I I always bring it up in the conversation. Our design crew at Robot is like the most eclectic group of people. We have an ex Navy rescue swimmer, an ex biologist, an ex lawyer. And an ex rock star who are our designers. Like, they didn't come from a game school or mm-hmm. anything like that. They just came from all these random walks of life and lo- loved games and ended up getting in at Ensemble at the time. And, and here they are now. So it's like, everybody, I get the question a lot. Like, what, what should I be doing to get in the games industry? It's like, I have no idea. <laughs> like that's, yeah. There's a hundred different ways. So. Yeah, like a lot of people, you know, they. I feel like a lot. A common thing is like they'll start off as testers, or you know, they'll apply yeah. Yeah. They're in a contract position and work their way up. Uh, but I like hearing the stories about, like, like the one you have, where just you were passionate about something unrelated to the games yeah. industry. You kind of, you know, somehow strangely got looped in. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a hardcore community guy. I've been running community sites for as long as I can remember. So it was nice to come over to, you know, the film side of the world of the entertainment world isn't. They're not big on that kind of stuff, but the video game side is huge on that. And so it was nice to come into an entertainment kind of uh, industry that that was really embracing community at the time. And so, and well, and still are. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so here, while we were <coughs> edit that out. <laughs> so here at the show, um, you guys were you know right up front near the front door. Yeah. Um, you know, next to the Halo 4 booth, and there were some other exhibitors behind you as well. I don't know if you got a chance to see any of them. Well, did you get? Well, did you get a chance to walk the? Floor? I did actually. Yeah, that's. It was kind of actually nice that it wasn't the big Uber show because I could take a few minutes and go walk the floor and see everybody and say hi to people and check out all the other booths. I actually got to see quite a bit of this show. Mm-hmm. In fact, everything but the main stage in the back really I got to see. What was the most interesting thing you felt you saw here at the show? Oh man. Um. Let's see. Well, I don't know. Well, probably. I mean, outside of outside of our own games, probably Halo Four stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to play because I I want to save myself for that when mm-hmm. it's out, and I want to put it in, and I want to play and have my time with it. But I went over several times and watched it played, and um, it looks beautiful. It's awesome. <laughs> it looks amazing. I don't know if you saw, but there was another booth pretty close to you guys. I know, like uh, right behind where you were was like. Um, um, was like a little aisle of booths. So it's kind of mm-hmm. behind you, and then to the right, 
there was this other there was this company that has this like they're also from they're from up in your hood. You're talking about Modus? Yeah, did yeah. They had a the, zombie. Did you see their that setup they had that was mobile? Yeah, they were rolling around with that TV. It yeah. was crazy. He, one of their guys was telling me about it. They had to rent like these special cell batteries mm-hmm. that and a charger that would charge these massive batteries every thirty minutes or something. And yeah, they had a it was a massive like TV. It was a seventy inch TV. Yeah, it was vertically oriented on a little cart with wheels. And every time they rolled by the booth, I'm just like, there's no way this could go wrong. And it worked out fine for them, but it was just crazy. And they had like a zombie on there, and whoever was doing the voice was skyped in, I guess, mm-hmm. and talking to people. It was it was a pretty crazy setup. Yeah, I don't know. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I like seeing those kinds of things. You know, when we. Uh, you know, we approached the show. One of the things that was important to us was to find uh, exhibitors and people who would come that would, in, like, I don't want to say entertain people, but that would give people the opportunity to get, like, a hands-on with something. Yeah. Like, you know, in your case, you have, you know, games that aren't out yet, yeah. which is awesome. And in that case, it was a rolling zombie people could interact <laughs> and talk yeah. with. Yeah, very strange technology. Yeah. But that was, you know, you asked me what was cool. That was one of the, that was something... I, I didn't know how much you guys were leaning into it, the, the internet meets gaming thing, but mm-hmm. like Freddie Wong was walking around and mm-hmm. the 501st guys were all here. I love the costuming guys, by the mm-hmm. way. So the 501st and the 405th guys were really cool. But yeah, it was like seeing some of those kind of people walking around, I was like, whoa, this is this is not like, you usually don't get that at a gaming mm-hmm. only show. Like it had the cool internet culture going on as well. I really liked that about it. Yeah, when I was, uh, one of the setup days, I think it was Friday, I had to make a delivery. We, we put all of our special guests at uh, one hotel, so I had to go deliver some stuff over there. So I, w- I was delivering it, dropping it off, and I was coming back to the convention center, and I was walking by registration, and I overheard a woman checking in. She's like, you know, I'm yeah. going to check in. I'm like, okay, what's your name? She said, it's under Hannah Hart. And I, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's Hannah Hart from my drunk kitchen. <laughs> that's Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's it's... It's an interesting mashup you guys have of the gaming and just, like, famous internet people. It's, yeah. it's cool. We had that conversation at the booth. We were like, there's just people here who are just famous on the internet, and that's, like, a thing that didn't exist ten years ago, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't have that kind of person, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys were – you started it. I'm going to blame you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we started, you know, uh, Rooster Teeth has gotten a little over nine years old now. You know, it was before YouTube existed. Yeah. So it was, you know, if you wanted <laughs> to do something, it was like all these little islands everywhere. You know, yeah. you'd have to like, oh, if I want to see this video, I go to this website. Yeah, yeah. This video, I go to that website. And now I feel like, you know, it's a lot of it's very focused and channeled over there, which is good and bad, you know. At least now there's one place to have um, – like almost like a repository for video, but I feel like that also takes away from community, which is something you're big on. Yeah, you can't yeah. really foster, I feel, I feel anyway, like you can't foster community on YouTube. You still need your own website and your own yeah. place to do all of exactly. that stuff. Yeah, and that's that's going on the professional side of it. That's something I look at all the time is like, how much do we lean into developing our own forums and website versus like using what Facebook has, for example? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can do a lot there. It's already built in, but your community's there instead of with you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a... Yeah, I I do advocate though as much as possible. If you if you can roll your own, do it. You know, mm-hmm. keep them in in the fold. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we struggled for a long time as well. You know, with the same questions. It's like, oh, you know, we have you know a lot of people who like us on Facebook, but we have our own community site. You know, yeah. Like, are we in competition? For a long time, I feel like we weren't sure if we were in competition with Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. Or like how we should leverage it. You know, <laughs> to help us. And I think we're we're, we're getting a lot better about that. You know, we have people who are dedicated to community and and dealing with those kinds of issues yeah. now, which before we didn't. Yeah. It, it's, really, it's really helped. You know, we've done a lot of growing in the past uh, couple of years. For a long time, it was just six of us, and now there's, God, 
almost 40, I think. I, I've been wondering how big you guys are now. It's 40? Yeah, I think, wow. think Tekken's like the biggest robot is. We're 49. Oh, wow. That's crazy. <laughs> you guys should start making games. <laughs> we, we do. It's funny, you know, we do a lot of work with games, and yeah. we're fans of games, but I don't think we could ever <laughs> make a game. I don't know. Penny Arcade did it. That's true. I, haven't, I, haven't, it. I have not played their new one yet. I haven't uh, either. I haven't had a chance. Just because there's no Mac version yet. Like well, I, I know that yeah. they're going to make one, but uh, once it comes out, I'll, I'm sure I'll pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like that's one of the things that's been the weirdest is as soon as I started working on games, I just didn't have time to play games anymore. Like I play, and it's almost embarrassing to admit this. I play less than less now than I think I ever have. And really, most of it's on actually my phone and my mm-hmm. iPad because I just it's like I have five minutes. I want to play something real quick, and I play an asynchronous game, or I I'm obsessed with Venture Towns right now. But mm-hmm. so it's like. Anymore, that's kind of all I'm doing. And my iPad is a nice little, you know, I'm going to spend 30 quick minutes, and so, that's it. So, that, I mean, that kind of brings up an interesting question. Like, how do you, what do you think is going to happen to games? Because it seems to me like, you know, people are really pushing for mobile stuff like iPhone. And yeah. you can, you know, asynchronous stuff seems to be really popular now. Yeah. Like, do you think that that's going to eventually overtake, like, a traditional, what's considered a gaming experience? Or will it just cannibalize, like, the gaming mobile market as we know it now? I don't think it'll... I mean, I don't think it'll overtake it. I, I think there's room for both. It just we got to find what works best where. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think for my iPhone. I mean, I'm I'm a snob about a lot of it, but there's only a, really a handful of things on iPhone and iPad that like I really like and I think are really leaning into the the value of the experience and aren't just cheap. You know, pull the port over. You mm-hmm. know, like a shameless plug. But Hero Academy is one of those things that it was explicitly designed to be used on those kinds of devices originally, and and it played to their strengths, but. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think it's going to cannibalize it personally. I, I it's it's. I always go back to film, right? There's romantic comedies, there's action movies, there's horror movies, and there's a place for all of those out there of varying qualities and everything. They all have their market, and I, I think games will find that equilibrium. It's just we're on this crazy cycle right now of mm-hmm. let's all do social games, let's all do iOS games, and and it'll all level out. I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, personally, I think that uh, mobile. Gaming systems like the the DS, you yeah. know, they I think they have a lot more to lose. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, yeah, when I can do all of that and make phone calls and keep my calendars, I don't really. Right. I mean, I don't own one right now. I don't own a portable gaming device aside from my iPhone. So. Yeah. When I, actually, I had something interesting. When, when the 3DS came out, the day it came out, I went and I bought one. Yeah. And I took it home. <laughs> I was like, why did I buy that? And like, I didn't even open it. I took it back to the store and returned wow. it. Wow. Really? Yeah. Because I, like, I was like, wait a minute, what am I looking forward to? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that's been, I mean, I don't know. It's it's neat. I've played with it at shows, and it's. I've seen some really interesting demos, but I I just haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't gone. Yes, I got to get it now. You yeah. know, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a killer app or something that uh, that'll come out for it. That's what's where maybe I'm in the like. I need like ten killer apps before mm-hmm. I buy something. You know, like I, again, shameful. I don't own a PS3, but like the Uncharted games make me want to own a PS3, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a couple things like that. But I need like a library before I really commit to it. I'm not right. going to do it for three or six games. You know, so, yeah. I don't know. The Uncharted series is a great. It's a, yeah. it's a great series of games. I mean, I know tons of people with PS3s. I've seen it and stuff. And every time I see it, I'm like, I want to play so badly, but I just, it's, I'm not going to buy a system for it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. that guy. No, I can, I, I can totally understand. <laughs> I mean, it's a big investment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, and then the time thing. Like, I read a great article on Gama Sutra this morning about um, somebody. I don't even remember who it was now. Writing about how 
the gamers who started gaming early on the early systems are now grown up and they're married with jobs and kids and they don't have 40 hours to play mm-hmm. Skyrim or something. Um, the whole article was about a market that's not being met for movie length games, you know, a really good mm-hmm. narrative experience in a game that's two to three hours, but only costs like 20 bucks, like a DVD. Interesting. And I, I'm a big proponent of that. I think that's a brilliant idea. I would do that. I would buy a three hour solid, if it's solid, good gameplay throughout for three hours, I'd buy that for 20 bucks. Yeah. But, um, but I'm that guy, like I'm that target audience. Now I, I love hanging out with my kids, you know, I got two little ones and I just don't, I haven't even started Skyrim yet because I know as soon as I'm in it, it's like, well, I got I divorce papers on my table yeah. here, you know. Go feed yourself, kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like whatever you can reach on the shelf, that's what you're eating for dinner. Yeah. So uh, I feel like uh, there's, there's another side of that. I think I may have read an article similar that talks about, you know, gamers getting older and, like, the 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 rise of like father figures in games and how yeah. there's a lot of games now that foster yeah. or that have feature main characters with children and a yeah. lot of it's about pretending like uh, The Last of Us. That looks fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of kind of along those lines and, you know, even to a lesser extent, you can say like Bioshock or Bioshock 2 where yeah. you got the like, sure. big daddies and little Absolutely. sisters and stuff. I mean, yeah, and now that I am a dad, that stuff, I, I gravitate towards that stuff. Mm-hmm. I find that more interesting, you know, but... I'm biased again. So it's, it's interesting to see the industry and and games in general follow like that curve of like, <laughs> yeah. the, the as their their fan base ages. Yeah. You know, to 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 those kinds of things. Well, and the guys that make them like it's interesting to me now to see we're getting now to the point where somebody said it last year. We're we're for the first time we we have a viable second generation of game developers like mm-hmm. the people who were making games in the 80s can have kids that are getting into game development now and mm-hmm. this is the first time that's ever happened that that this industry has the next generation of developers and i think that's interesting and that that's going to as we get to two and three generations it's going to start changing how games are put together it's truly next gen it really is <laughs> yes yes um, so what? Uh, what's the next show that Robot's going to be at? This was it. You this were it? our last big one for the year. Nice. Yeah. Um, did you hear that, everyone? Last big one. Yeah, we did. We did PAX East and this, and that was all we were doing. So um, that's, in fact, that's a big reason we wanted to come here. Your timing was great with the show. It's right before we've got our two games coming out, and so we wanted to get out one last time and, and talk with actual gamers before we got the stuff out. And now it's just ship the games and support them through launch and we're looking at ideas for DLC for Orcs Must Die 2 and, mm-hmm. and going to start working on that stuff as we wrap up the game so the rest of the year is just supporting our products nice uh, do you I mean I, I know you haven't made any further announcements I, I think y'all, <laughs> y'all have more stuff down the road on the we're, horizon we're talking about stuff yeah good yeah we uh, we're very busy down there good that's awesome to hear um, and you, you don't have to answer if you can't <laughs> but uh, like how much I know Hero Academy, like we've already mentioned, is coming out on Steam in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. How, like, are you all looking at releasing many more teams down the road as time goes on? We're, we're going to get Steam out, and then we're going to take a look at that. The okay. teams have been really good on iOS. Um, we just announced that there's a Chinese version actually being developed of Hero Academy strictly for the Chinese market. They're going to be on mm-hmm. their own servers and everything. And the partner we're working with there has actually developed like a kung fu based team just for that market. Interesting. And we've had a lot of people asking to bring that over to the Western version. So we're looking at those kinds of things to figure out, okay, what's the next right move for hero Academy without overwhelming people with too many teams or cause it is, you know, if you're new now you go in and there's four teams in there and there'll be five in a few mm-hmm. more weeks. And, um, we just want to make sure that we're, we're finding the right balance with it, that we're not overwhelming people with stuff. And, and we do have a lot of, hardcore players who've made a lot of feature requests in the past months while we've been developing the PC and we want to get to some of those requests and stuff so 
we're in a we're in a cycle now of finish up PC and then take a big picture look at what we're going to do with Hero Academy. Yeah, I never thought about it approaching it again as a new player. I think when I started playing, it was just the Council and the Dark yeah, Elves. Yeah, yeah. So right uh, at the beginning. Yeah, so it's a lot. You know, when you're like that after. Once you've been playing a game and you're used to two teams, and anytime a new team comes out, yeah. it's easy. It's not so much of a learning yeah, curve. Yeah, exactly. But jumping in new and seeing yeah. a ton of teams might be too intimidating. I mean, it's it's nice in that you have some options, and we just added the the single player challenges in. So if you don't own a team, you can now play with them and learn some of their mechanics, which is really helpful. But mm-hmm. now, like a new player to the game, now can come in and get the free council team. And originally, you buy the Dark Elves because that was the only other team. But now it can be, I've got the Free Council team and I've only bought the Tribe or the Dwarves. And so the mix-ups get a lot more interesting now. Or if they buy the Steam version, they'll just have Council and TF2. And Mm -hmm. so, like I said, we're we're taking a look at all the numbers of how people are playing and how many people are playing and just going to figure out where to go from there. Yeah, so the teams right now, as they exist, it's uh, Council, Dark Elves, um, Dwarves, the Tribe. And TF2. And then TF2 will yeah. be coming out. Yep. Okay. That's, a, that's a good mix. Yeah, it really is. Especially, you know, once they all start mixing up. Like, any one team has different strategies against whoever you're playing. You know, I play Dark Elves differently when I'm playing against the Council versus the Tribe. Or, your, well, what, the Dwarves. What, what's your favorite team? Uh, that's rough. Right now, I think it's the Tribe. Mm-hmm. Because they've been out for a while, and... They work really, really well together. Like, if you combine units together, they, they're good in little teams. And most people haven't realized that yet. Mm-hmm. Even despite how long it's been out, a lot of casual players haven't realized it yet. So I like to go in with the tribe and do crazy moves and, and scare people, mm-hmm. <laughs> frankly. I but, think they're probably my favorite as well right yeah, now. They're fun. They're mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. But then TF2 is coming. They're, yeah. they're amazing. God, I can't, I can't wait to, to see that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's cool. It's like the teams so far have had five units apiece, mm-hmm. and the TF2 team has everyone. It has all nine units, so it's been a really interesting balancing task and trying to figure out how each each different type of unit can bring something to the table that's different than, mm-hmm. than the previous teams, but also doesn't completely screw the balance up. So when you're dealing with nine characters versus five, yeah. is there more overlap between roles? Um, or is there like more utility amongst them? Uh, there's a little bit of overlap. We haven't talked too much in detail about what all the units do yet, but okay. they they take a little bit of elements from from multiple teams, and then we've we've gone about things like the weapon upgrades a little differently with the TF2 team. So we've been able to do some really interesting stuff that keeps all the characters true to like who they are in TF2, mm-hmm. but they play like Hero Academy characters still. That's going to be interesting trying to bring... Like, these are characters that people are really familiar with since TF2 yeah. has such a large, passionate yeah. community. So it's got to, you probably have to approach it very carefully to stay respectful yeah. to the characters and what people expect from TF2. Even though it's not a TF2 game, yeah. it's the characters that they and, know and love. And that was... We had that conversation over and over during tests. Like, you know what? I expect that the engineer can do this, or I expect that the sniper can shoot across the map. Like, that's my expectation. He's a sniper. Mm-hmm. And so we, we... And we've got a ton of TF2 fans in the studio already, so we're there was a lot of familiarity there, and we were able to just pound on those conversations and go, okay, what's it going to take to make this character feel like he's doing exactly what you expect him to do? And I think we got it there. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Another great thing about the internet is you'll hear instant feedback. Yes. We instant. It's remarkable how fast feedback comes now. God, well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I don't want to go too long. I know you've That's, got yeah. to, uh, to, to get out of here and head back up to, yeah. uh, to the Dallas area. So I want to thank you for coming and sitting down with me. Thank you for having me. And I want to remind everyone, I, we've talked about in the podcast before, if, you, if, you don't, if you're not playing, you've got to check out Hero Academy. Yes. You've got to check out Orcs Must Die 2. They're coming out really soon. Yep. And uh, thanks a lot for coming out, Justin. Oh, and uh, if, if people want to find you on the Internet, do you have like a Twitter handle or anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me. I'm just 6OK, okay, all spelled out, S-I-X-O-K-A-Y, um, but Robot Ent for 
for Robot Entertainment, and then our games, Orcs Must Die and Hero Academy, are both on Twitter as well. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming out, man. Thank you.